Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Open Line Thursday to all the Junks listeners, whether you're in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, wherever you may be listening to the show on the Odyssey app. We thank you for doing that. We're being heard live on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980 AM, and Monumental Sports Network on the TV side. We're brought to you by our friends at Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just go to CropMetcalf.com. Do that today. I am Cakes, at Money Metal Cakes on your Twitter, at Cakes Flops on my dormant Instagram. Please go give a follow if you like a guy who posts like once every five or six weeks. Hmm. That's kind of what I do. Jason Bishop is here. He's trying to get on the mic. Not yet. Not yet. Turns his mic on and off all the time because it's Maybe coughing. Maybe he's JP's. We're going to have to. You might try to have to unplug it and plug it back in. Use right. JP. I was going to say, your IG is dormant. You should see mine. There you go. You shifted over to JP's mic. JP is out today. Uh, you got a three-man junk show. EB Matt, I'll let you figure here. this out in the break. Yeah, you mentioned plumber. You just reminded me. I was all excited last night. Segment. I was all excited to go into my uh, jacuzzi at the end yeah. of the evening. And the button doesn't work. Oh, no. It doesn't work. That is what tragic. Doesn't work? The button that I had paid the guy 304 bucks to fix. Oh. This is the ultimate first world problem. My jacuzzi's on the fritz. Yeah, well, cakes. <laughs> I paid 304 bucks hey, for him to fix it. You. Well, he, he was just there yesterday. We were supposed like to go ago, to the jacuzzi. I watched him do it, and he pressed the button, and it worked. But then when I filled it up with water, it stopped working. How old is this jacuzzi unit? Mm. Well, I mean, the tub itself is seventeen years old. I mean, it's an old tub. Cool. Might be time. Might be time for a newbie. I, I don't know. I don't know the lifespan of, of uh, hot tubs slash jacuzzis. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe that is ultimately. what I I'm mean, like, need. if you went out to your car and it wasn't working, it was seventeen years old. You, you'd probably say, "I've had this car, this beater, for seventeen years. I might need a newbie." Yeah, but if it's just a button, <laughs> you would also say, "We'll come over and fix the button." Yeah. And he said he does it all the time. I would think the mm-hmm. button would be pretty easy to fix. It just won't stay down. It, it. Oh, so I'm gonna have to call the guy today. I saw. I was so distraught about that. <laughs> Thought I had, that was one thing I had knocked out. So, is it now your other mic working? Was it not plugged in? It's not working. Well, he's got to turn it on. Maybe oh, okay. you can hear him. Can you hear him? Check one, two. No, I, I can't hear Zippy. you. It's I all good, but tactical. Difficulties and issues. It happens from time Just to time. Just use JPs. It's fine. Yeah, I'll have to figure out my uh, computer situation. But 
So your 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 mic doesn't work. My tub doesn't work. What a, what a, we're off to a rough start today, Casey. I know it certainly oh, is off to a rough start. Um, man, what a whirlwind yesterday was. Uh, right? with, with the all big the, the big news. Changes yeah. and they everything. basically came down at the same time. I mean, I was at Carol was, comes down. I, I don't know sitting, what time that hit, but I sitting down to dinner last night, early dinner mm-hmm. at Norbeck. And I'm sitting down, and I can actually see the TVs on the wall. And I'm like crazy? looking at the menu, and I, I just glance up because <laughs> Sports Center's on, whatever. And they're just running a loop of of Nick Saban, and I'm like, why are they, what's going on here? And then, of course, because I wasn't wearing my glasses, I had to squint. Couldn't read it. I had to squint at the TV because I was about 15 feet away, and I read Nick Saban's retiring, and that was just out of left field. Right, completely wasn't expecting that. No. And then the, the double hammer of Pete Carroll yeah. being out. In Seattle. Saban just signed an extension, an eight-year extension in August of last year. Right. Not not 23, but 22. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was surprising to me. And I wonder if he just woke up one day and just said, I'm done. Right. Or if he's been thinking about it for a while and told mm-hmm. his AD, you know, weeks ago. I think you could, a lot of these guys, <laughs> I mean, the college game is so different now and it's so competitive. You can't just recruit because you're Alabama. Now you got to come up with the dough mm-hmm, yep. on top of it. Added the transfer pressure. portal. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot, man. He's, he adapts, though. He's a good adapter. He is. But it, it's a lot more difficult. One of the crazy things about Saban, I, I think it was Ravel that tweeted it last night. He tweeted out how much money Alabama's paid him since he's been there. I think it was like 120 or $130 million. Uh-huh. And he said that that was like one of the biggest bargains on the planet because – He's actually been worth like over a billion dollars to the university because right. since he's been the football coach, the university is making so much money. Well, you, it's not only that, but they make he, twenty nine million per home he's game. A, he's helped sw- swell the enrollment. Right, ten thousand. He's grown it by like fifteen plus thousand since he's been there, mm-hmm. and it's enro- a lot of the enrollment is from out of state. Right, so they're getting <laughs> out of state dollars, which are double or triple, you know, some in state tuitions. Yeah. I mean. They're just saying that whatever they paid Nick Saban, he was well worth it. Yeah, well yeah, beyond yeah. that that figure. I mean, um, the, the you, win six, you, you win six natty champs. I mean, the impact yeah. he's had on that program. And well, I would even argue crazy. that guys like Nick Saban have had an impact on state schools and big schools everywhere. Right, it's so popular now for kids to want to go to Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. to go to Georgia, right. to go to Alabama for that football experience. Become an arms race. Of, yeah. you know, like you better hire, like if you're Georgia, you better get Kirby Smart to compete with Nick Saban. Right. And it's just a domino effect. And I'm not talking about football players. I'm talking about right. just kids mm-hmm. that want to be a part of yeah. that scene right. that Nick Saban created at Alabama. That, you know... Dabo had going at Clemson. Who knows if he'll be able to get it back? I guess he is now using the portal, right? Is that the word on the street? Well, he's got to change his ways. My understanding no is that he is. He I is. just don't think you can survive in 2024 and beyond if you just completely turn your back on the yeah. transfer portal. I mean, Coach like K a, didn't want to use, like, one-and-done guys. Well, Eventually, he had to. Realize he had to compete. He yeah. had to use those guys. So, anyway, yeah. I can't, a, it's a big deal. The yeah. economic impact on, on, you know, on college football and, and just sort of the social impact Nick Saban has, huge. And then, you know, a lot of kids from the Loudoun County area, mm-hmm. tons of them are going to the southeastern schools. Right. Tennessee's oh, yeah. a big one. Mm-hmm. Georgia, South Auburn, Carolina. South Carolina. And there's tons. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and, and a, a lot, lot of that's because of what Nick Saban created in Alabama, that experience yeah. that kids want to have when they go to college. 
You know, I, I was talking to a buddy this weekend whose son went to play lacrosse at a D2 school, and it was just too small. Mm-hmm. and wanted to go to a big-time school. Right. So he played, like, lacrosse for one year at a small D2 school, and then, uh, I don't know, he's at one of these big SEC schools. Mm-hmm. And having a blast. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's a great time but for here, tailgating at SEC signed, schools fun. signed a contract extension in 2022, August, for eight years, $94 million. So he's mm-hmm. signing that like when he's 70, 71-ish, when he's, I'm guessing? Cause he's, he's 72, 72 like are you, He's either 71 or 72. Do you really now. expect him to live out the <laughs> life of that contract and coach till he's like 80 years old? Like. No, but I'm surprised that you signed a contract for eight years and mm-hmm. then the next year you you retire. Right. It's just it's, the yeah. timing's off. I just and always wonder what these guys down. will do. I just always wonder what these guys are going to do. The lifelong coaches meet. Uh, yeah, you I'm play sure golf he'll... for a while, but then I think you get bored of that. I don't know. <laughs> I think he has car dealerships, and I think he. Oh, he I think he runs like a like a Coca Cola distributor down down around yeah. Tuscaloosa. I'm not I mean, talking about money. I'm just talking about yeah, yeah. occupying oh, your he's, time. He's fine with money. I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about him. He's got a, probably eighty million in the bank. I just never understand what these coaches will do. Keep he'll probably just busy. go on the speaking circuit. You know, like he'll tee not it as up. Fun. <laughs> he'll hang out at his lake house. Have right. a great life. Well, now that there's going to be a trickle down because you know there's going to be. You, if you're Greg Byrne, the AD at Alabama, you've got to have somebody in place ASAP. Oh, yeah. Because kids are going to start rolling out. Mm-hmm. All right. You don't want to start losing kids. The number nine recruit already bounced. Mm-hmm. He was scheduled to, to set to go to Bama next year. Mm-hmm. He said, nope, Saban's not going. I'm out. Got to have some stability. So you got to have somebody in there, and it's got to be a big name. Mm-hmm. Could they go and, with a wild card like Elaine Kiffin? Who's, well, that's a big name. I know he's yeah. a huge name, but he is yes. a wild card. Yeah, they could. I think Dabo makes sense, but I was talking to Dorian yesterday. He says, you know, he's, he's lost his luster with, with the way he's handled the portal, but he can change his ways. Sounds like Dan Lanning from Oregon is like one of the there. leaders in the clubhouse. I thought you never want to be the guy that immediately <clears throat> follows the legend. That you want to be you want to be the guy who follows the guy. That's very true. For sure. But it's, I mean, when Alabama comes calling with their head coaching gig, it's Tough to turn it down, but I kind of agree with you, Valdez. You don't want to be the guy that follows the guy that just just hard to turn down. Let's say they give you ten, you know, six years, sixty million. You don't want to be the morning show following the junks. You want to be the morning show after the morning show, following the one the 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 failure that follows us. You want to step into their shoes, big shoes to fill. (laughs) Certainly are. I I do like this, except for cakes. Yeah, I wear I I wear a size eleven, my friend. My my shoes are, are, are are plenty big enough. Pretty good. I do like that Saban just quietly retired as mm-hmm. opposed to, say, Coach K, who made an entire season all right. about him, the big farewell tour. Yeah. It, it, that was way too much. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate it when Coach just quietly slips out the back door. Yeah. Doesn't no, make like it all that. about them. But Bama's got to make a move quick. I mean, they got to replace him within two days. Oh. You can't wait two weeks, three really? weeks. Really? That seems crazy to me, but okay. No, I mean, you got to get these, you, you got to keep all these recruits. Got to get the, the staff in place. I was just thinking you want, want to be thorough. I know you want to be swift and thorough. Well, that's what I'm mm-hmm. wondering if, if Greg Byrne knew about this a few weeks ago. Maybe he did. Or if Saban just spurred it on him. It's just a – and then Pete Carroll. Yeah, and I was talking to Drab about it. Pete during Carroll, break I mean – I didn't understand that because like, you could tell he clearly has a passion for it and he says he's fired up about the future. And, you know, he had indicated a couple <clears> days ago he still wanted to coach. So, clearly he was forced out. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just the lack of su- 
playoff success, I guess. Draft well, I T-shirt know. is channeling his inner Chuck Knox with his old school <laughs> Seattle Seahawks lid. I, like I, li- I like the look. I figure it'd be a good day to wear it. <laughs> yes. Got it for Christmas. Good old Were you in morning yesterday. Oh, for sure. More than you. Embarrassingly so, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the way you feel about Gary is the way I feel about Pete. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he's an icon in Seattle. He's everything that uh, you you would want your head coach to be if that's your guy. You know, I know the other people didn't necessarily like his style, but super authentic, super original, mm-hmm. true to himself, always, always competed, and he's just a one of one, and and that was my guy. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely bummed. But I knew it was coming. I mean, at some point, whether it was this year, last year, next year, and whether he was going to be fired or he kind of do it on his own term. I mean, they made, they said he's going to stay on as an advisor. That's just a way to say we're not going to fire him. Right, you can but still hang around, but we're stripping you of all your power. But I, much, yeah. I got the sense that he wants to still coach. Oh, I think so. Oh, I think so, so I think too. he'll probably find a gig somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Maybe it'll be like Arizona State or something. But you know, like I, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> don't tease oh, me that, with that. That'll be Trav's <laughs> dream. I mean, he <laughs> only missed his alma mater. How long was he there? Thirteen. Fourteen years. Fourteen years. He years. only missed the playoffs four times. Four times. He only had three losing seasons. Wow. Uh, he was just. He's just a fun guy to watch. Should have won two Super Bowls. I didn't like him at USC, to be honest, but I did find him very likable with Seattle. Weird. Well, one of the things I always liked the mo- most about him is that he never threw his players under the bus. Like, he never mm-hmm. blamed it. He always blamed himself if something went wrong. He, he mm-hmm. never publicly mm-hmm. embarrassed his players. Even the whole thing with Russ. He just complimented Russ a billion times over right. and over pu- publicly, <laughs> and which is crazy. Russ was... <laughs> Hanging out with Pete Carroll last night. I Russ saw that. about was, it this morning. I looked at the picture. I was like, is that from like a couple of years ago? But I, I think it was from last night. Yeah, I didn't see like a, a post with uh, the date on it like 2018 or 2019. It was like from three hours ago. Both guys are looking for new homes. Is that in, were yeah. they in Seattle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it was last night. He said, it, grateful for you celebrating you tonight and all the memories. And it was right. a picture of Russ and a bunch of other Seahawks legends hmm. hanging out at a restaurant. Hmm. Posted three hours ago. So now there's seven openings in the NFL. Yeah, I believe that's correct. They're going to start a lot naming of guys. job openings. Who's who's the favorite to fill in for Carroll? Is it Dan Quinn? Probably Dan Quinn. Probably. probably Dan Quinn. Yeah, which I'll be all right with. I don't know if it's absolutely the best <laughs> hire, but right. And most Seahawk fans are like Commander fans. They mm-hmm. want the shiny new Wonder Boy, right? Not me. I, I'm old school. <laughs> I, I want an over fifty coach. I want a leader. Uh, you know, a guy who you, you want a silver fox. He wants an alpha. Grab no. wants an alpha. I just want alpha. Yeah. Okay. Unless mm. they decide to go well, young offense. Remember that JP Finley tweet from I think a day or two ago, where one AFC exec said Dan Quinn is the the best hire right now. Mm-hmm. So if he slots into mm-hmm. Seattle, you'll love that. Mm. That's yeah, your there's guy. a lot. There's a lot of fans that just kind of want to be done with anything attached to Pete. Right. They want like to cut wanna, ties. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Some of these. Openings gonna have to be filled pretty quickly, I would think. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear about the the commander's GM, GM job. opening being filled. Yeah, I feel Need like to they, hear that. I was listening to John this morning, and I think they've already interviewed like five guys. Yeah, they're doing it the quickness. And if they want, Josh Peters, wasn't messing around. Don't you think that they, they name around? somebody by tomorrow? Like tomorrow know. or tomorrow? At the Maybe negotiations by, by Monday at the latest. Early next week I would at think. the latest. Well, yeah. you know, negotiations. Unless you're just going to take anything, they take some time. Yeah, yeah I know. I just think they would is, announce it. Is it the same for GMs as it is for coaches who are like in playoff teams? 
because don't coaches yeah, need don't know to like wait until after the season to uh, officially? I don't sign? think so, but I don't but know I don't, the answer to that. I thought that there was a a window where they could interview. By the way, the if, GM. if we reach the bump in oh, the, the negotiations, coaches. if the negotiations were, the if they were to grind to a standstill, I if I were the representative for say it's Peters, I would just say look. Look at this palace that you're hosting us in for this for this interview. Look, look, look at this place. You've got the money to sign my guy. You can throw an extra 250k a year in there. Come on, let's get this thing done. <laughs> look at this palatial spread we're hanging out in. It's unbelievable. So two big stories, NFL related and college football related. Yep, we'll we're get gonna... get into those throughout the show on an open line Thursday. You're of course welcome to call us throughout the show eight hundred six three six. 1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Here's your guest lineup for today. Chris Doring is scheduled at 720. Mm-hmm. We'll talk college football with him. Obviously, Nick Saban news and more. Ross Tucker will join us at 8. Love to talk NFL with him. So he'll be on the show at 8 o'clock. You talked about it yesterday. The weather in Kansas City tomorrow night, is, wind chill is going to be minus 15. It's going to be crazy. I think that's the third or fourth coldest day ever in the history of Kansas City. Yep. So that's going to be wild. So Ross Tucker will <laughs> Those join Dolphins us Dolphins players are going to be miserable. And we'll talk some Washington Capitals hockey. They've got a big one tonight at Capital One as the Kraken are in town. Dylan Strome will join us coming up. At 8.45, that's all coming up on an open line Thursday here on the Junks. Let's get into the Junk Sports page brought to you by Offenbachers. You can visit their showrooms in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon for a huge selection of outdoor furniture, fire pits, hot tubs, and swim spas. Yeah, just bouncing around in the studio. Microphones aren't working. Well, my standard microphone's not working, mm-hmm. so... It looks like the uh, the processing's out. Matt and, came in and just put another mic in front of me. This doesn't have a cough button, and I've been coughing. That could be oh, hell no, today. That's trouble. That could be hell, so <laughs> i got to figure that out. By the way, who, uh, side note, who knew that the Roger taking extended vacation would make Odyssey, D.C., basically fall apart? Yeah, the All water the, thing's not water working. Water machines weren't working. Water machines broken. The coffee machine's uh, completely is the, dark. Is the coffee machine out? Yes, that yeah. Again, that's why we've told the wow. listeners over the years, Valdez and I, we make sure we have what's called coffee certainty. We have a twenty-five dollar Mister Coffee. We have it in the green room, and we have it running twenty-four-seven, right. just in case. But you guys don't have any creamer for that. You just drink it straight. Drink black. it. We're, we're, we're manly men, men and yeah. we, drink, and we have we have hair on our chest. We've got hair yeah. on our chest and our Bozaks, and we drink coffee right. black the way God intended mm. us to drink. It. Yeah. Daniel, the assistant. I don't know if he's the assistant uh, engineer. Yes. Yeah. He's the he's the new trimmer. Daniel's yeah. the new trimmer. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he seems like he's more he's more oriented to other stuff. Yeah, he doesn't fix stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't do fix like TV. Dan- Daniel Daniel's more of the IT internet guy, <laughs> yeah. Radio printer inside. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roger is more, more of more the, the he's more of the the tech. Yeah. yeah. The I equipment. Mean, Roger's the tech a guy, guy that'll take the TV off the wall and he'll take. The back off of it, and its guts will be all over the, the break room counter for a week or two. What but about it'll get Tom? Fixed. You think we could ever get Tom in here? Well, Tom, Tom doesn't get here till about ten thirty. Ten thirty. Yeah. Hey, it's good to be on Tom's schedule. Now I'm sure he works later than. Oh yeah. Oh, no. But you're always works, on call. Yeah. Uh, works yeah. into the evening. Though. Yeah. Oh. Geez. So that's your that's your uh, peek behind the curtain at the Odyssey engineer roster. Right. Yeah, so we'll Radio try to figure insider. it out. But this mic sounds good, right? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're yeah. good to go. All right. So we got Doring coming up in an hour-ish. Mm-hmm. We, got we should Ross. have some good Saban insight. Oh, and maybe absolutely. some coaches that could fill yeah. in. Uh, he's got a favorite. 
Who's he does. Who's his yeah. favorite? He likes Kiffin. Yeah. So we'll get his thoughts on That's that. That's the name I kept seeing yesterday. Um, Ross Tucker will join us, and we'll talk NFL. I, the games start Saturday. Yeah. First one's at 4.30. Second one is the Dolphins-Chiefs game. We talked about that. That's the Peacock game. Mm-hmm, yep. It's going to be minus 15 <laughs> degrees in Kansas City with the wind chill. <laughs> that is insane. And you know there's going to gonna be, be some that. psycho Chiefs fans with no shirts on. Absolutely. Uh, I just, just can't even imagine. Just grabbing all the attention dollars. And then Stromer will join us at 8.45. Yeah. Caps play tonight to play Seattle. They do. The Kraken. They welcome uh, Drab's second favorite NHL team into the building at Cap 1. Because he is a Caps fan deep down, which I love. Yeah. So, it's fantastic. And the Kraken have won six or seven in a row. I think seven. I think it's seven in a row, and their goalie's on a just bona fide heater. They're going to be ah. tough. That's a tough draw tonight for the Caps. So, uh, of course, we, we already touched on it. First segment, a couple big names. Uh, one fired, one stepping down. Pete Carroll fired as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he, he just had a really good career. Um, really good. Only had four losing seasons. Problem is, he's only won one playoff game in the last seven. So, kind of trending downwards. Um, nine and eight the last couple of years, seven and ten in twenty twenty one. I I was content to ride it out with Pete as long as you wanted. That's why I'm so bummed about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, of course you get caught up in the emotions and you're like he he doesn't have it anymore or the game's passing by a little bit. But he the teams were always going to be competitive. They weren't he there weren't going to be no three win seasons. Mm-hmm. That would just it just wouldn't happen. Even when he didn't have the most talent, he would be competitive. But when they did have more talent or you think they could do more, they didn't do enough. Yeah, and so it it could get frustrating at times, but at the at the end of the day, that, that he'll he, that's my guy. He just and, he and just he, seemed like a very likable guy. Is it possible he resurfaces with another NFL team? I mean, or is he so know, just hard? Seattle. There's, there's ageism. It's, it's hard to hire guys. There is ageism, but I could see a college. Although Belichick's going to get a job, right? <clears throat> right. I would but, say Belichick is going to get a job, and they're the are same. Are they the age. same age? Seventy two. I think pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I think Belichick will get another job. I think I could see, I'm telling you, I could see Pete, if he wanted to, leading a college. Now, not maybe sure. a big one. But, like, you know how, like, Raleigh Massimino at the end was, like, coaching at Cleveland State or right. something? Or, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I could see something like that. Wouldn't I mean, it make more sense that with Pete and all his energy that he would be the one that would be able to work longer than Belichick? Right, like, he, he seems like a, like, Belichick to me seems like kind of an old 72. Carroll seems like a young 72. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, like. They're the same age, but they look way different. Carroll, yeah, always looked younger than his age. Carroll, in um, fourteen years, had I think he had eight win or double-digit win seasons. That's a nice seven, resume. Seven or eight. Think about how hard it has been for Washington Commanders slash Skins coaches to get the double-digit. Well, wins. if we had had Russell Wilson, we probably would have had. Granted, I and mean. He, how many? How many? And he should have won back-to-back Super Bowls. I mean, the Commanders mm-hmm. probably have five or less double-digit win seasons over the last thirty years. Uh, think about that. Thirty years. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is Drab upset that Nick Saban took away from Pete Carroll's uh, swan he song? He did kind of take away no, from Sean. No, it was an iconic day, actually. <laughs> You like that you, you like that he's a part of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two tight. We were just waiting on down. Belichick. We were all waiting on Belichick last night. Yeah. And then it could be Black Three Wednesday. Amigos. Black Wednesday. Yeah. You know, <laughs> helps kind of. Put Pete up there with Saban, which I kind of like. Yeah. When, when's Kraft? When's Kraft going to make that decision? What if a team oh, no. like what if a team like like an outlier? Like I, I was listening to to Kime this morning. He didn't suggest this, 
But he kind of said, you know, the Tennessee job's not that attractive for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the fan base of Tennessee, they're not. Well, they have no quarterback. They don't uh, have a quarterback. Derrick Henry's departed. They have a mediocre stadium. I guess yeah. they're going to have a new one, but, you know, that'll be years away. And, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not really known for their pro football there in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What if a guy like Pete went to Tennessee? I mean, it could would that, be, how could would be that affect you? Personally, I wouldn't like it because I can't. A taint his NFL no, sort of a Seahawks no, legacy. Not, my, Dukes is a Titans fan, and I can't let him have Pete Carroll. Oh, like can't. I can't share. Pete He's with like Dukes. a national treasure. I'd rather him go to Carolina. It, it, like is Dukes all in on Tennessee? Yeah, I think so. I, I yeah. know he goes yeah. to the games. Seems like he's all in. Yeah. He's abandoned the. Commanders. I thought that was just a troll skins fan. I don't think I don't so. He's all in. It's hard to blame him. Yeah, it is. But anyway, I was just thinking because so we'll time was denigrating that job. So if some of these young guys, like they're like, yeah, I, I'd rather be actually in Seattle or actually in D.C. than Tennessee. Maybe a guy, maybe a, a team like Tennessee would go. Why wouldn't I take a proven winner uh, like Pete on Carroll? On a side note yeah. from Tennessee, did you see possibly the reason for Rabel's departure? Did no. you see the rumors? This, I don't what think rumor so. Is this? The rumor was that <laughs> Amy <laughs> Adams Sistrunk, who's yeah. the owner was so salty at the way, I guess, he was fawning over the Patriots when he was inducted into their, I don't know, their ring of honor, ring of fame, whatever, yeah. that she felt like... Rubbed her the wrong way. Yeah, rubbed her the wrong way. She felt jilted. Felt like he's he still kind of has you know, the I mean, hot steamies for the Patriots uh. instead of the Titans. So she said... You're finished. Right, well, she's that an makes idiot. sense. She actually. may did, be an idiot. Did she you may all, be a rich idiot. Well, yeah. she she is an idiot because so the Titans could have orchestrated a trade right. yes. for Vrabel. Um, maybe it wouldn't have been as lucrative as as the Sean Payton deal, right? Uh, where where you get like a number one and a number two, mm-hmm. but they could have at least gotten something right. for for Vrabel instead of just firing him. So. Instead, instead of orchestrating a trade and, and seeing feel, testing feelers and see who wants Vrabel and if they're willing to to part with draft picks, now he's said, a free agent. They said yeah. they said the paperwork was too complicated, <laughs> and so they yeah, just said it was going to take too long. It was going to take too long. They wanted to get this this show on the road, finding his replacement, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to do all this nonsense to get assets and, and deal with the paperwork. So they just fired him. Well, I think also that to, to just to be fair to her, I thought it was also yeah. The time frame of getting all that logistical stuff, then they might miss out on a potential candidate, right? I, I think you're largely right, but I think part of That's it had true. to do with the time frame. Well, I mean, but Vrabel seems like a hot commodity. Yeah. You could at least get like a third rounder you for him. Think. So if he didn't say that, if he didn't fawn all over the Pats, she wouldn't have fired him? I mean, it seemed like that was like the major sticking point for him being fired. All right, well, now, all right, Patriots aren't technically open yet but could be in the next 48 hours. Okay, so you got the Patriots open. You, now you got the Tennessee Titans open. All right, you've got the Chargers open. Mm-hmm. That's three. Seahawks. you got the Raiders technically open. Mm-hmm. Four. Uh, now I'm going to the NFC. Got the Commanders. That's five. Uh, Bears. Eberflus is coming back. Yeah, he's back. He's back in the mix. All right, so you got so he fired all of his basically his entire offensive staff. Yeah, I saw that. Getsy said you're out of here. You right. know, five or six other guys sent sent packing. Um, Panthers obviously six. Atlanta seven, right? Atlanta has an opening. And Seahawks eight. So there's eight openings. Well, there's seven technically. You you already are. I'm, counting. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm including the Pats. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I just think that. You know the rumors are too strong that he's going to be. You know he's going to be gone. Right. 
So if if Belichick is gone, there's eight openings. Now, I think Belichick will fill one of those. I think Vrabel will fill one of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so many jobs. So you, you see the list of all these hot coordinators that are getting interviews. I mean, they can't all get jobs. So the commanders have to figure out. First of all, they can figure out who they're going to hire to make that decision. That's got to come down pretty quick. And then which one of these hot commodity coordinators they're going to hire. Everybody's saying locally that the Peters is the leader in the clubhouse. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So we'll see if that actually pans out. But if you include the Pats, there's eight openings. And then, I mean. Coaching churned. Is anybody linking Harbaugh? Like, I remember a couple days ago, the Chargers were, that was supposedly the spot, but now I haven't heard anything. Harbaugh stuff's been a little bit quiet yeah, the last few well, days. who knows? You could hear something today. Mm-hmm. All right, so getting back to college football, of course, Saban retiring yesterday. Also huge news, blockbuster, just out of nowhere. Um, they wouldn't go after national- locks, would they? I don't think so. He think hasn't done enough yet at Maryland. I think they're going to go after. I mean, he can recruit, but I think you got to go after three, more established. Three straight bowl wins, Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Pinstripe Mayo and Music City Bowl. Would, you, would you be bitter if they took locks, or would you feel validated? Um, they, actually, they... I like I like locks. I'd be a little upset. I think mm-hmm. it'd be win win. I'd be upset too to see him go, but you'd feel you'd puff your chest out. Didn't they just they just Alabama hired a, they just hired another coordinator? Coach. They just hired another coordinator. I think from Boston College. Yeah. Mm. Oh, did they? I, yeah, I Maryland that. did. Yeah, mm. Seist. Who did they lose? I didn't um, see who they lost. Them, was it an offensive guy or defensive guy? I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. Could be just adding to the staff. There you so go. So Saban, um, seventy-two years old. Of course, he was at Alabama since two thousand seven. Six national championships at Alabama. One at LSU. So seven total. I think two hundred ninety-seven total wins, which is top fifteen all time. Uh, he's head coach at four different schools. And, you know, he was double-digit wins pretty much every single year. I think the only year he didn't have double-digit wins was his first year. But uh, that's that was just a huge story yesterday. Yeah, it was Massive, kinda... massive story. Shouldn't be shocked when guys like that leave, but he, when he's so iconic, it does kind of take you back a little bit. Right. You know? Yeah. I yeah. thought, to be honest with you, I thought he looked a little less passionate sometimes when I saw him this year, but... Could be just a little, yeah. He could be he tends night. to get a little fiery depending on the play or, or mm-hmm. you know what happens in the game. But um, I thought he looked I, a little I, older, a little more. Warm, I kind of noticed down. that during the national champ or like, not the national championship, the semifinal. semifinal. I mean, it's yeah. such a that life is such a grind. There's so much pressure, recruiting, yeah, you know, media pressure. Now it's like, portal nil. Like, and, yeah, he's it's crazy. He's 72 and he's. he's Probably worth a hundred million. Like, does he really want to like coach till he has a heart attack on the sidelines? Like, but think about it. It's what you're known for, right? It's your whole identity. Mm-hmm. You're Nick Saban. You're yep. the greatest college football yeah. coach in the country. But I'd be known as Nick Saban, chiller. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but you and I are twenty lazy. years of my life. We're lazy. This he's is true. Not, he's not lazy. This is a good point. Has no motivation. Yeah, you have no drive. <laughs> uh, I actually was thinking about that last night about Pete because even like if you have an identity about something, even our guy Blue Shorts. When he was no longer blue shorts, and he was just Chris Lingbach mm-hmm. when he when he was let go from the he was like in a funk for months and months it's his and whole months. Identity. It was his identity, right? Yes. You imagine you're you're being a, you're like just with Carol, your football coach for 14 years. Every day you have the same routine. You're doing, yeah. this, and then you walk in the office one day and they say, "You're fired." Yeah, you're an advisor. Yeah, well, you're you're 14 here. years. Think about it. He's been doing it his whole well, professional yeah, life. Whole, his whole professional life. Yeah. yeah. And then it's. I mean, he started coaching in 1990. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. Look, I'm, here's the tact, uh, the angle I'm going to take. 
I'm not, I don't want to be a guy that works till I'm 85 years old. No matter what you're doing in life. Like, you don't want to be Joe Paterno? No. no. Absolutely not. Agreed. I don't want to work until I'm 80, 75 years old. That's finished. I don't want to work until I'm 60. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, at when, some point you have to, you have to, like, take a step back, slow down a little bit, and enjoy, like, what, like, what you've been working for. Correct. Right. Yeah, but, guess, but the difference is. Enjoy life. It's not like those guys are working, like, you know, at the IRS. They're. They love their job. They, love they do. It's a but job, still, but they love it. It's still. I think it still takes its toll it, physically, it grinds of course, them. and emotionally no and mentally. It grinds no them doubt. down. Yeah. Coaching is a grind. Yeah, no doubt. High and, heart attack stroke ratio. <laughs> yeah. And think about when when Saban took over when he left LSU and took over. Well, he went to the Dolphins. Yeah, but when he took over the uh, Bama job, the Bama job. I mean, Stallings was there and was really good as yeah. their head coach. But then they... Oh, they had a revolving door of coaches. Revolving for, door. They had Shula. Yeah. They had DuBose. They had the dude from uh, TCU. Is it Dennis Fran- Franchone? Franchone. Yeah. yeah. And those guys were only there for two, three years. Yeah. And they were going nowhere. Right. Saban comes in and all of a sudden, boom. He reestablished them yeah. as like a Mount Rushmore college football program. Finished at Alabama with 201 wins, just 29 losses. 11 conference championships. 19 bowl game wins, obviously the six national championships at Alabama, um, and he had one at LSU. So it's it's just a huge story. And then the next big thing is who does Greg Byrne, who's the AD of Bama, replace him with? And you're hearing all those big names. You're hearing Sarkeesian. You're hearing Lanning. You're hearing uh, Lane Kiffin. You're hearing Dabo. Um, you know, do they go outside the box and hire a lesser known name? Who knows? But. It's two huge, huge names that are no longer coaching at their schools and teams. Yep. Well, and then wait until Harbaugh leaves. And then Harbaugh. Oh, by the way, got to mention the Wiz. I, I, I thought that that total yesterday when he threw it out there, 252.5, it went up a point yeah. right before game time. Mm-hmm. 253.5. Think about that number. That's an insane number. Didn't even come close. Um, I played the under because I said there's no way. If I lose, if they go to 254 and yep. I lose, oh, well. But they lost one twelve to one hundred four, so they're now six and thirty one. Poole did have a good game; he had twenty eight. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kuzma four for fifteen; he didn't do anything, and uh, they lose to the Pacers. So they're now six and thirty one, three and eighteen away from I'm, home. I'm shocked they held the Pacers to that low of a number because the Pacers are that's a team that can get up and down the floor and can score. And props to kind of stunned me. Props to the Hokies last night; they beat Clemson, who's ranked down there at Castle. Very good. Uh, needed that win because they started off the ACC schedule rough, but they needed that win. Beat Clemson, who's ranked. A uh, bunch of teams. Kansas lost last night. A bunch of teams lost in the uh, top five this week. Tennessee well, lost. So well, college basketball is front and center now. We'll get more into the Nick Saban news and more with college football. Chris Doring, when he joins us, coming up at 720. We'll talk pro football and commanders with Ross Tucker. He'll join the show coming up at 8 a.m. Welcome back to an open line Thursday on the Junks, presented by Window Nation. Searching for new windows and doors? Search windownation.com. Their windows are measured to fit the first time and installed by experts to last. Window Nation for your home because it's where you live. You can call us, of course, on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067. You can talk about whatever you want. You can talk about the head coaching and GM search. For the Commanders, you could talk about the Wizards being, I believe, 6-31. and 31. Mm, You could yeah. talk Caps cracking. That's happening tonight in D.C. Or you could be longtime Junks listener Tree, who's calling in, and talk about all the college stadiums that you visit. That's his quest in life. 
Hey, it's what he does. Hey, Mr. Valdez, I'm uh, I'm getting a little nugget from my buddy, uh, Boston College co-defensive coordinator Azar Abdul Rahim was hired by Maryland. Mm. Nice. So he comes over from Boston I believe, College. I believe he, he is a, a friendship high school coach for yeah, a Yeah, I was going to say, I believe he has local ties. He's a sick recruiter Yeah, in recruiting the chops. That's so there, good. There Always go. like to hear that. All right, Tree, so what, what are we down? What did you get up to or what number are you down to? Whatever the phrase is. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I'm at... Good morning, by the way. I'm at uh, 111. So <laughs> how many more uh, do you need to go? 23 to go. 23. 23 left. All right. So what were the big ones this year? Uh, I mean, the big one was probably Kentucky. Right? Uh, was was the was the big game? But I looked at. I was like summarizing all my stats and everything for the year, and at the end, I saw zero top 25 teams. I was like You're down doing a felt. lot of kind of cleanup. Yeah, yeah. You know. Do you have any Eastern biggies Michigan, left? Western Michigan. Who's the biggie? Like, yeah, like... no. Yeah, so I have Georgia, Auburn, Nebraska, Washington. So I do have some biggies left. I've kind of huh. tried to spread them out. Right, 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 right. What do you have scheduled for next year? So far, um, just really Colorado and Nebraska, we've kind of earmarked already, so we wanted to do that. That's an early, like, September game. And then the only other thing I've got right now on the schedule is Ball State because i got a buddy who's from Ball State, so we're going to go knock that one out. There's going to be about eight people at that game. (laughs) I hope it's not a Tuesday game. I hope at least that's earlier in the year so it's a weekend and not a Tuesday night, a matching game. Right. Right. Uh, so hold on. So the first yeah. one you got Colorado, Nebraska. Is it Colorado playing Nebraska, or you're going to both schools? No, no. Colorado's playing at Nebraska. Oh, so right? you're going to go so to Nebraska. Thought, okay. Yeah, because Nebraska is actually redoing their stadium. So next year is the last year of the big stadium, and they're going to actually shrink it down a little. So oh, wow. uh, we thought we'd get there. Yeah, all right, yeah. That'll, be, that'll be fun. Man, I don't know how you do it, man. So much travel, spending all kinds of cash. I know it's, you're rich, but oh, it was. <laughs> I actually spent a little bit less this year. I spent about six thousand dollars total, about six hundred bucks a game. So that's that's actually not too bad, right? At the end of the day. So now remind um, us when you started this. I I started it like we grandfathered everybody when we made the bet, but like twenty twelve was when I kind of got serious and started doing like eight to ten games a year. That's mm-hmm. kind of when I really started, you know. And did you serious. have kids? I can't remember. <clears throat> Yeah, no, so I have two kids, two sons, um, but they're, yeah, so when, in fact, that was kind of when we started, when we started looking at colleges, that's when I started, like, I did, like, three or four with them, right, as we would go to look at different schools, um, and then, um, you know, then once they got into school, the one went to Virginia Tech, so then we followed the Hokies, like, all over the place, so that, right. you know, that, that definitely made it easy, Um <laughs> Hey, Tree, uh-huh. EB wears your shirt in here all the time. I'm like, hey, man, you're, that thing's getting threadbare. Why are you wearing that? So many stadiums. The ones with all the shtick, with all the one-liners or whatever. So many, so many words on it. Yeah, so yeah, many yeah. Th- I love that shirt. <laughs> He's a big fan. I use it about three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, we actually had some sales over Christmas, so it was actually turned out to be a pretty good year. So right. that was that was good. Right. Aren't you in, like, Williamsburg yeah, now man. or something? Yeah. Where are you? Williamsburg, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're in Williamsburg waiting for our house to be finished. So we got like one more month to go. Got to meet with a builder today. Um, but yeah, we will be so happy when we're moved in. Well, just wait until after you finish. The, you know, got twenty three to go, and then you start FCS schools. You got the FCS tour. <laughs> got to go out to Montana and yeah. South Dakota State. Would you do? Are you like a college troops fan? Maybe you could do the college troop tour. <laughs> 
Uh, I thought about that, but I mean that's a that's, that's three hundred some a schools. Ton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Well, just do iconic I, ones. I will say, yeah, just go down to camera. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's like a bucket list of stuff that I want to see, right? That I'm sure like everybody wants to see, right? Like you want to go to the Masters, things like that, right? So I'm retired, right? So I can just start knocking stuff out. How old are you? I am 56. 56, already retired. retired. He got rich young He made somehow. money. Good for he, him. He made some yeah, cash. What would you do for a living again? Jason's jealous. Yeah, um, yeah I was a finance guy for ExxonMobil. So, oh, there you oh, go. She just got a ton of dough. <laughs> so many stocks. Why don't you ship some to the boys? So my stocks. Hey, my, hey Tree, my neighbor, <laughs> my neighbor is, uh, he, he worked for Exxon. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what he did, but he's retired already. Right. Too. Uh, he's probably a couple years older than me, so yeah. maybe 55. Mm-hmm. He probably, about tree, probably knows yep. Tree. Probably does, yeah. 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 All right, Tree. Yeah, man, I mean, it's – all right, boys. Thanks for taking the call. And <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? Keep... All of our trips to the pump at Exxon are fueling his, yep. his traipsing around the country watching college what, what, football. What's your website with your nub T-shirts and everything? What What is it? So many stadiums.com. There you go. There you go. Right. Give the rich yeah, guys some more out, money. Boys. Yeah. So yeah. many cotton t-shirts.com. <laughs> Thank you, Tree. We'll talk right, to you again buddy. soon, man. All right, fellas. All right, Can you man. imagine like your whole mission in life is just go to football games? No. Like, you've retired. No. Your kids are grown. Look, I love you got going, nothing else to do. I love going to, go to watch Maryland games. play at Maryland Stadium. Which stadium yeah. food eats. I better have tickets, parking pass, the whole shebang. I better have it all. <laughs> Not driving down to Lane oh, Stadium. Right. Not driving down to. I'm not driving down to Ole Miss to watch a game. <laughs> it's finished, uh, dude. Remember, you, you would like going down to Lane oh, for a big I, game. I, I feel like I need to experience that at yeah, some you, point. You really it looks do. like an amazing scene, but like doing it every weekend. That, that would be difficult. Season? That would be difficult. When we went to the uh, to the Maryland Bowl game there in Nashville, yeah, and the, they played the Auburn. Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, whatever they called it. <laughs> We uh, we parked. I gave some homeless guy fifty bucks to park in the in the uh, parking lot that he hijacked. Right. <laughs> well, then when we all went to the game, we had about seven or eight of us. A couple of the girls, you know, they brought their purses. Okay. And then we went through the oh, mags, no, no. and it could only be like this big. Oh, okay. So they wouldn't let us. So I had to walk all the way back to the car. Okay. And put the purses back. Right. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know oh, you couldn't yes. bring a purse. To a oh, yeah. Stadium. Anytime, yeah, arenas, anytime you, they have a whole thing about it. any NFL stadium, you NBA put, arena. It's got to be, it's got to be a purse. clear purse or Ridiculous. like as big as a wallet. I'm the telling you, these purses were like this big. Yeah. It's not like they were big coach bags. They were just, hey, they're, big, they, they're bigger than allowed. They were too big. God, that was <laughs> annoying. That's enough to make me not want to go to games. <laughs> You're out going forward. No. If, if Jim Van Stone keeps hooking the great tickets, <laughs> well, I'm going to no, keep going. Really that nice. guy's a saint. Has anybody sat in those Heineken Sillies yet? No. It's the Hennessy Law. Hennessy. You're getting your brand name right, correct. All right, I'm sorry. JP, it's an H. JP, JP one. Yeah, what do you say? You love it? I think so, yeah. 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 I mean, you're, right, you're basically right down there. You're on like the in floor. a recliner. He took his family. Yeah. And then tipped 40 bucks after sitting there for... <laughs> I mean, you have like a waiter. <laughs> you think he nubbed it? Oh, yeah. What I mean, are you supposed to tell? I wasn't here that. Well, I don't know. I mean, he ate like a, a bunch of food. And yeah, a bunch of really meal. good food, top shelf liquor. All the liquor. I think you got to peel off at least like 75, maybe a Honda. Really? And, t- and, and he didn't pay for the ticket. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, you're getting... I don't know. It wouldn't even occur to me. I don't uh, even know if I would tip. I thought, I thought, I 40, was, I I thought 40 was good <laughs> until Drab made the, the point that. Like this server, like you're not changing tables out. The server is serving you for three hours. Right. There's no, yeah, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe he did number. I, I it wouldn't even <laughs> occur to me. Like the, like the ser- like the server has has basically four people for so the, they're for bringing a three all hour the food span. to you. There's no self serve stuff. You're not going into Etihad. No, they're they're bringing you like you know, you three or four different courses. Wow, like a real meal oh, maybe, type I, of maybe, deal. Maybe it would occur to me. <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm like, yeah, hey, there's a waiter. Here. I've literally never gone to a game and tip. Well, the, it's a, you know what? It's I mean, a different premium level experience, CB. Yeah. To let you know going yeah. forward. All right. All right. Don't forget, coming up in the seven o'clock hour, Chris Doring will join us. We will talk college football, the retirement of Nick Saban, and more. That's coming up at seven twenty here on the Junks. The Junk. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the junkies. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, if you have that set of skills... Just go to cropmetcalf.com. Join their team today. Friday, today. Friday, I'm in love by The Cure is just a great intro. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a great it's, intro. It's one of their it's one of their top fivers. It's a top and they, fiver. They've got a they've got a great catalog. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, but it's a top five worthy. Set but I don't like, think Valdez has played that a lot as an intro. You know what? He does. He doesn't run it into the ground, which we like. Did you find? Did you stumble into a new like? Uh, <laughs> he did. Yeah, they added some new album yesterday? or something. No, no, What's he, the deal? he unearthed a new page. That's like, what I mean. On the yeah, computer the, screen. The system got updated. Yeah. So what's in there? Can you just? You, you don't have to necessarily play the songs. You could if you wanted. The name someone. I bet you it's in here. There's so much stuff, and there's um, country. Oh, there's country in there too. There's no Morgan Wallen. Is in it there. all over new, the place though? New Is country? it like? <laughs> Like, do we have, uh, uh, like, different genres, or is it a lot of you country? you have any hip-hop stuff in there? Hold on, hold on, hold JP, on. on. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> I just like the new tunes. We we hear the same songs usually all the time. Well, you'll get tired of everything else. That's fine. See, there you go. Has everything. Name someone. Uh, do you have Pour a, me another drink. Love that. Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> Megadeth. <laughs> I'm just throwing something out there. No mega death. No mega. All right, let's go with um, Motley Crue. Oh my! There's probably so much Motley Crue in here. There's Motley Crue on the other stuff. That's true. There's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, oh, forty, yeah, 15, 16, 18, 18 Motley Crue you got songs. Smorgasbord. Yeah. 
I'm trying to come up with a more recent artist. Um, Eddie Vedder. Well, I mean, there's, there's Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam and there's Temple of a Dog. Mm, do you like me some Temple of the Dog? What Pearl Jam do they have in there? Uh, <laughs> I mean, and now you're harkening back to my era. Songs, Jared, I guess. Like a Jeremy in Definitely there. a Better Man. Uh, better Man's still. I mean, there's so much yeah. stuff in here. But Pearl Jam went on like a 15-year period where they just played, they just put on albums and no radio airplay. And Hey, it's, it's kind of their thing. They're doing their own. They made so much money that they just wanted, I like their first two or three albums. Around. Then after that. Oh, they have, this is like live? Oh, oh live Yellow Lead Yeah, Yellow Lead Oh, I get steamed up for this. Now, this band I don't understand, but I'm sure you have. Oh, this is better, man. I can't yeah. step yeah. on this. I mean, you might have to let this whole tune play. We used to play this on a loop. This is such a great jam. <laughs> Off of the, um, it's like a. Vitology? Vitology, yeah. yeah. This is on Mount Pearl Jam more. <laughs> In my opinion. All right, wait here. Name another artist. Oasis. Uh, I don't like this artist. You play that if you have it. I don't like this next artist, but I'm sure you have it. I don't understand the popularity. Fish. Champagne. Is this Champagne Supernova? Uh, this is Don't Look Back in Anger. Oh, it's a great oh, Don't one. Look Back in Anger. That's yeah, a good one. No Fish. No Fish? Wow. Good. That's a win. You should, you should play this. This is Oasis just has hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. I can't believe two brothers just hate each other so much. It's so yeah, they're so uber talented. God, can you just get over it? <laughs> I, I, so annoying. I mean, Are they, bands so just so John, John DePompa is, is fist bumping brothers right now? Have to fight. I guess they can be. I just want you to play "Local H" bound for Florida. One of the intros. <laughs> And they don't have that. You're in so there. desperate. That's just for one that. of our personal. Oh, they favorites. don't have local. H. You can bet. find local H. I bet they don't have it. Hold on, let me see if we have such a good intro, Jimmy's though. Chicken Shack. <laughs> that has to be in there. See, it's a good one. Wow, this is a huge library. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to guess. The, what about Seven Mary Three? Is that year in there? The song. I'm gonna say this Water's song Edge? came out in ninety-eight. Wow. What about, I'm going to go with some HF, stumbled upon them recently. Podcasters are going to hate this. No used. Uh, (laughs) What about the finger? Finger 11. Finger 11. There has to be in there. Finger 11. That's already in there. Is that the guy we had in studio? Yes. He was a little flat that day. Well, he was singing at like 7 in the morning. Yeah. All the singers hated singing at 7 in the morning. I saw... um, uh, uh, What's the name of the band that sang The Reason? Oh, Hoobastank. Yeah. They, there was uh it showed up on my reel like the Hoobastank guys like yeah spent the last year or so doing like a twenty year nice anniversary performance of the reason. Very good. Got, it, it still sounded silly. Hey, play some corn. You got any corn over there? Oh, you got the reason. Yeah. This is I mean this made their careers. This one ditty. Whatever happened uh, to Hoob? I don't know. We had them in studio. Was that two thousand three, maybe? Oh, this is I never saw I think I might have seen Corn Live once during our HFS days. This band, when they were on, yeah, did they ever they do were one amazing. of our bits? Did they ever do one? Of our... I want to say they played like one of the Nutcrackers, like out at the Patriot Center I back like in the they day. Did, yeah, yeah. I was so drunk at those, I barely <laughs> remember them. <laughs> those are fun. All right, hey, uh, we we have uh, breaking news by the way. Oh, we do. Oh, sounder. Oh, did they hire somebody? <clears throat> oh. Breaking news here on 106.7 The Fan, presented by BetQL. 
Breaking news from Adam Schefter, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots mm. are expected to part ways today. After a remarkable 24 seasons together, Schefter has tweeted out, again, Bill Belichick, one of the greatest head coaches in NFL history after an incredible 24-year run as head coach of the New England Patriots, expected to step aside as head coach in New England. Breaking news from 106.7 The Fan, presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. This has been Adam Pohl with breaking news on 106.7 The Fan. Thank you, Adam, for that update. Yes. I, mean, I would have appreciated it about five minutes later, stepping all over our music bit. Now we mm. can talk about Bill Belichick. Out on the market. Not surprised. No longer the head coach of the Patriots. But, yeah, I mean, we were going through the teams that are, are going to be open. We added the Patriots just based on the rumors. So eight teams now, if you're including the Patriots, with uh, vacancies. Mm. And does, Wild, Vrabel, does, does that mean Vrabel goes right to New England? I mean, I it know, seems dude. like a perfect fit. Well, I would think Robert Kraft would have but Vrabel they're also talking at the top about, of his list. Who's the guy they were talking about is the um, Mayo. Yeah, they've oh, been talking about him talk- for two, three years. Yeah, so maybe he's he was the guy. like a likely successor. I just think it's going to be fascinating to see where these guys end up. We all assume that Bill wants to keep coaching. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he's I indicated mean, that, but it, we all assume that. I think so too. Um, man, iconic coaches, man. It lasts two days, last twenty four hours. All in their early seventies, all basically the same age. The old guard. They're either moving up, moving on, or retiring. Yeah. And it definitely is going to be held again. Even a guy mm-hmm. like Belichick, who you know hasn't had success in the last couple of years, but the biggest thing that's going to be held against him is his age. Definitely going to be held against well, him. Well, the age and the the fact that he did a poor job with the personnel with the Patriots over the last, especially three or four years. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be held against him too. Especially mm-hmm. if he walks into a building saying, "I want complete and absolute power." I think a lot of these GMs are going to be or owners <clears> are going to be hesitant to just hand him that I agree based on what's happening. But is he going to really last... want that at this stage in his career? Maybe he will, but he that's might, a lot I mean, of work. It's a lot of work, but these guys get you they get used to being the bosses and yeah, but just have not kind being of a... told what to do. Right. But yeah. But he, what if he hires the GM? I mean if he wants that's to take some of that off thing. his plate, maybe. Like if he trusts the guy and says yeah, the guy that he's worked wanna, with before. I just want to focus on the coaching side. But if he says, you know what, I'm going to bring out dust off Scott Pioli. Right. But he's still going to want input. But I can understand him wanting to reduce what he's responsible for. Right. Especially with his his coaching ledger being tarnished over the last few seasons. Right. It's always weird when these coaches, these legends, are having to like beg for their jobs in the days leading up to their firing yeah. in these meetings. Like Rappaport said, they had meetings for three days and couldn't come to an agreement on their on the future right. and what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, but you're right, man. You know three, what Bill Belichick's all about. What do you got to, you know, three big names: Belichick, Carroll, Saban. We'll talk to Dorian here in eight minutes about the Saban deal. What's funny is we have an opening here, and we're currently like interviewing front office guys, and then the coaches are going to be in here in no time. I don't want any of these guys leading my organization as a fan, and they're all iconic coaches. Right? Saban failed at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I doubt he's even interested. Yeah. Um, Carroll's interesting, but I would hold his age against them. And yeah. I would pro- and and Belichick's done nothing without Brady. I'm holding and that he's against also, him. He's also seventy two yeah. years old. Yeah, weird. 
I don't think a forward-facing owner like Josh Harris is going to turn to, I'm sorry, an old fossil head coach, no matter how many Super Bowls no, he's won. Put him on the advisory board. Yeah, that's fine. If you if you want to bring in Nick Saban, loop him in on your advisory board too. That would be great. But I don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to be taking over the, the coaching gig. Do you think our, our Patriots fans, do they hold, like Joe Gibbs here literally is, like I, I hate to use the term a god, yeah, but he he's like a sacred mm-hmm. guy around right here. Sure. I'm oh, sure in New England there's a lot of that same sentiment. But I bet you there's a bunch of guys uh, that are Patriots fans that are happy they're to move ready. on. Oh, I think ready they're ready go. for the next. Yeah. They're ready for the next thing. So would you say that Washington fans have a higher regard for Gibbs than Patriots fans have for Belichick? No. You don't no. think so? You're just caught up in the moment of it. I'm just telling you. The Patriots were atrocious before Bill Belichick. Correct. So were we. It's- and we've been atrocious since. I'm just telling you, Gibbs is universally loved. Even with a dud return, he's yeah, universally loved that here. against him. Find someone to bad mouth Gibbs in town that's a fan. You can't. Well, I don't think people were were that steamed up at the end of his second return. I don't think it was great, but people still don't bad mouth him. Like he is, he's also had the benefit of being uh, away from it for so long. Yeah. Whereas Belichick's, you know, yeah. the stain of his recent lack of success. Works against him. Gibbs' second run was mediocre. Yeah, but it was the best of the all, best of a best of all the runs that have True. that have sure. taken place. It was a losing record. It was, yeah, it wasn't great. You know, somehow he got to the playoffs two out of four years. It's shocking, miracle with Todd Collins. Right, but I, mean, I don't know any Pats fans, but they they probably love him up there. Oh, yeah, but I feel like they're ready to move on. Like I think whoever said that, I think they're ready. Maybe, to Maybe, but on. Commanders fans, well, Skins fans at the time, they were ready for Gibbs to move on too. No, I think when Gibbs left the second time, it was a shock, if you remember. Yeah, but he wasn't doing anything. I mean, he had a couple winning seasons, but it's not like they were No, they weren't lighting the world on fire, but I remember being kind of <laughs> shocked and disappointed because I felt like he brought stability back to the organization. Yeah, I know, but it's not like they were great when, he was, when Gibbs, too, was here. In fact, I remember Boswell wrote a whole column about how he was a Gibbsologist. If you mm. remember, go, go back to the archives. And it was like the day before he announced he was retiring that Gibbs wasn't going anywhere and he was going to stay. Right. Do you remember that? Mm, vaguely. I remember it. All right, coming up at 8, we'll continue to talk about the breaking news that Bill Belichick is moving on from New England. You just heard that a couple of minutes ago here on The Fan. After 24 years in New England, Bill Belichick out as the head coach of the New England Patriots. We'll talk to Ross Tucker about that at 8 a.m. Coming up next, Chris Doring. Analyst for ESPN and the SEC Network. He'll join us next to talk college football. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Time to talk to our friend Chris Doring on the BetQL guest hotline. He's an analyst for ESPN and the SEC Network. Chris, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, good morning. Good to be back with you guys. Yeah, of course. So, so seismic news yesterday, uh, late afternoon, early evening, that Nick Saban was stepping down at Alabama. And you know, we were talking about it earlier in the show that a lot of people tend to think that Alabama's been nothing but 
Bear Bryant, Gene Stallings, Nick Saban. But they forget about there was like like a ten or eleven year wasteland there in Tuscaloosa between Stallings and Saban, where Tide fans had to endure Mike Dubose, Dennis Franchoni, Mike Shula, and then Saban arrived in two thousand seven and obviously rewrote the the history books there, won six national titles and reestablished Alabama as a force in college football. So a huge loss for the Tide going forward, and unexpected news, too. Did you see it coming, Chris? <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I, you know, I thought that he just uh, completed maybe his best coaching job of his career at Alabama with what he had to do with a team that had a lot of holes in it and, and question marks heading into the season, uh, having them lose against Texas and struggle at South Florida only to get them back on track and lead them to the college football playoff. You know, I, I, um, I think in your, in your right mind, your rational mind, you, you know that it's coming soon at some point. I mean, he's 72 years old. He's won, what, seven national championships. So you're thinking, what else is there to do? But at the same time, you're also thinking this guy loves the, the, the sport of football, loves coaching college kids, loves the development aspect, loves the challenge. And, and like, you know, even at 72, he's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot left to give. He still was able to, to connect with recruits. He's able to connect with those that are on his roster. And um, you, you think that maybe he's got – you know, five, ten more years maybe even. And then to hear the news kind of break yesterday, I was on the air with Jacob Hester on our Sirius XM show off campus yep. uh, about 5.10 when uh, you saw the first report from Chris Lowe and, uh, on Twitter. And it just felt you had to, like, double-check, one, to make sure it wasn't, like, a, a parody account, two, <laughs> to make sure he hadn't been hacked. And then as that news spread quickly, it was uh, uh, inevitable that it was true. And, and you almost felt like, as I was talking about it yesterday, I felt like I was talking about somebody that had passed away, as mm. if it was uh, a, a eulogy or something. Uh, but it, it's, I think, for all of us. And you know, I never played for Coach Saban. I, I'm not an Alabama guy, uh, but yet covering the SEC for as long as I have, you know, I feel a loss that feels a little similar to like somebody passing away. Hmm. So, yeah, I was listening to you guys yesterday, and it was obviously a great story for you guys. To hit, yeah. you didn't have to just recap, uh, you know, the national championship uh, for three hours. But, um, you know, he signed an extension in August of '22. He signed an eight-year extension for about ninety-four million. And you know, maybe that's just part of the plan, and that's just how business works in college football. But that's also surprising to me. Do you think that Greg Byrne, the AD at Bama, knew about this a few weeks ago, or was did he just spurn it on him overnight? Yeah, he, he was interviewing. Defensive coordinator prospect yesterday, hours before this happened. So, so he I mean, just woke up and just said, "I'm done." I don't. I don't know, honestly. I mean, you've, you've heard lots of different uh, r- reports on on motivation for this. Uh, you know, I, I I have to imagine that that Greg Bird, every athletic director, talks about having a, a a a list of potential coaches that they would want to interview. You know, should the guy they have now decide to leave, or they have to make a change, and and so I have to imagine. That, that there is um, some sort of, of heads up. I mean, it, it doesn't, Nick Saban doesn't do a lot that's not very premeditated and thought over. So I, I have to imagine that Greg Byrne probably um, had some inclination. I've heard reports that we'll know the, the new head coach as early as today or even tomorrow at the latest. So that would lead me to believe they had some um, a conversation in advance. But I just I, – I, I, 
he's a business as usual guy. I mean, the guys I feel really the most sad for are the ones that are on the current roster and even the ones that just signed their letters of intent in December. Right. You know, no, no bigger honor than to go play at Alabama for Nick Saban and to, uh, to think about being there without Coach Saban has to be pretty hard for those young players. Chris, the most amazing Saban stat that I saw yesterday is that he's developed 49 first-round picks since he's been in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Pair that against just 29 losses. So he's had yeah. 20 more first-round picks than he's had losses. No one's even close to that. Coaching the Crimson Tide. I mean, that's just yeah. an absurd number. Yeah. You know what? One of the one of the, the 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 best stats that Alabama kicks out that certainly helps fuel their recruiting is the billions of dollars in signing bonus money that that, that Coach Saban has uh, created for players coming out and being drafted in the first round. Uh, I, I think it's one of the things that that and he mentioned before uh, yesterday in his statement was like how much he loves uh, giving giving players an opportunity to to, to make themselves valuable. And um, Marcus Spears, former LSU player, NFL player, ESPN talent now came on with us yesterday, and, and he said when he was being recruited by Coach Saban, Coach Saban told him, don't make a four-year decision, make a 40-year decision. And uh, everybody that we talked to yesterday, everybody I've ever come in contact that has played for Coach Saban says that they were a better player, a better man, a better husband, a better father because of the influence of, of Nick Saban. And, um, again, I, I haven't played for the, the man, but I, I, I have great deference for – for what uh, he's been able to accomplish. I have a tremendous respect for the way that he goes about, you know, the, he, he was talking about the process long before the Philadelphia 76ers were talking about the process. And, and uh, for those that haven't read the great article that, uh, that, that Andy Staples wrote back when he was at the at Sports Illustrated called the Sabanization of College Football, it's something that I use, that I pass out to my employees at, at my mortgage company that I've, I've given out to, Kids that I've coached, uh, it, it really is um, the roadmap for how you're successful, not only in sports but in life. So you and I were speaking yesterday about replacements, and I know you threw out um, Lane Kiffin's name. I'm just kind of looking at the odds uh, right now. Lanning's the current favorite. And I'm, it's just, you know, who knows where the bookies.com is getting this, but Lanning's the yeah. favorite. And I threw out Dabo. And uh, the reason I threw out Dabo is because, obviously, he played there. Um he he's obviously built a huge program. He's beaten Saban in a couple national championships, um, and I, I just think Clemson, especially if Florida State, wins this lawsuit. The ACC is just in yeah. a state of flux, right? And they're clearly behind the Big Ten and the SEC, um, and probably the Big Twelve. So I, I just yeah. think I, I think it would be maybe you're right. Maybe he's like you said in your text to me that he's kind of lost his luster and he didn't handle the. The portal well and and nils he's he's totally against that stuff but maybe he changes his ways i i think it's a good fit but you disagree yeah, yeah no i i don't disagree at all and and actually since you and i communicated you know i've heard other alabama people say that they feel like it, it very well could be Dabo. and let, let's think about it i mean one of the reasons why um you know i didn't think it would happen would be because you know he, he's built this dynasty there at, at Clemson that has fallen off a little bit in the last couple of years. You talked about the, the, the state of flux in the ACC, and you, you mentioned if Florida State wins. I actually think it's worse 
for for Clemson if if they don't win. I mean, I think they, he has proof positive to say, look, I I can do everything I possibly can do to win every single game and still not get into the the, the 14 playoff. We don't get the respect. It obviously changes to a 12 team next year, but like there are some inherent challenges in that conference right now. Um, I think at at the same time, you know, does Alabama want to embrace a guy that clearly has not embraced the uh, the current way that college football is being played with NIL and transfer portal stuff. Um, you know, he's he missed recently on decisions at the quarterback position with DJ Uyengalale going on to have success at Oregon State and Cade Clubman kind of struggling in the last year or so. Um, but they, it does, I mean, there's, there's nobody that's going to check every single box for, right, right. you know, what, what Nick Saban is and has done, but that's a, that's a great one. They love him there. He was a, he was a, a walk on former walk on, uh, that, that, that earned playing time and a scholarship, I believe at, at Alabama, uh, has had, you know, there's not a whole lot of play, uh, coaches that are walking the earth with two national championships right now, which he has, uh, actually beating, you know, Alabama head to head and, and, so there's some reasons why that might happen. Uh, at the same time, like I say this for Dabo, but I also say it for Dan Lanning. I say it for Steve Sarkeesian. I say it for Lane Kiffin. Like, why would you want to go following the footsteps of the greatest to ever do it? Right, it it's right. almost a, an impossible task, and one that I think actually probably, you know, in a way contributed to Nick Saban leaving. The bar has been set so high. The college football world has changed so much. It's impossible to do what Nick Saban himself has done in, in the, the, the decade and a half that he's been there. So why, why would one of those guys want to come try to live up to that? It's always better to be the man after the man after the man than it is to be the man after the man. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, Alabama's lorded over the SEC West for so long at this point. Who's set to fill that void now with Saban gone? I would expect Alabama takes a step back, at least in the short term. Is it Ole Miss with Kiffin? Is it – LSU with Brian Kelly, who ascends to the top of the SEC West, in your opinion? Yeah, a lot, I mean, obviously, you know, it depends on on Lane Kiffin, um, what happens with him if he stays there. You know, the guy actually, you, you talk about people that have embraced the current style of college football. It's the guy that really has embraced with open arms the transfer portal, killed it there last year, killed it this off season. Um, put out one of the great social media posts recently of the, the, the shark with the, 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 the tag catch and release when Quinshawn Judkins uh, decided he was going in the transfer portal, the old live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing, but hasn't let it, uh, at least in, in, in social media settings, uh, bother him too much. So I, I think you know, they're, they're one that, that just came off their best season in history of the, the, the program, 11 wins, and, and uh, feel like you can be right back again in that situation. Um, you know, I'm interested to see what Texas A&M can do with Mike Elko. They have every possible thing you need to win there, and they just haven't been able to do it for whatever reason. But that's a kind of a sleeping giant to me. Obviously, Brian Kelly uh, has a lot going on. Just uh, hired a new defensive coordinator with Blake Baker coming over from Missouri. Still have to hire an offensive coordinator, and you wonder, you know, what that that may look like now. Uh, but I, those are the, the usual suspects, I think, in the West. And, and I'm with you. I think Alabama, in a way, had, had kind of taken a little bit of a step back anyway. But uh, I, I think there's a lot of teams that have, have closed. And, and we're getting rid of divisions anyway. So next year we'll be a division, our first year divisionless in the SEC since uh, 1992. But uh, I do think in terms of those usual suspects on that side of the conference that those are some that could – uh, step up to fill the void. But like you said, th- this is a decision that probably has to be made pretty soon, right? Because of all of the the recruiting and yeah. keep, keeping kids committed, 
Um, you know, I don't know where the transfer portal stands right now in terms of the deadline, but um, you got to name somebody just to keep the consistency so kids know who they're going to play for. I would think this got yeah. something's got to be made in the next couple of days. You had a massive decommitment yesterday already from one of the Alabama um, right. commit, commits right. when that, that news came out. So, yeah, I think you're, you're definitely needing to get something to keep the train on the tracks. It, it, it would be interesting, you know, if you had somebody that was on staff currently and you could elevate and, and kind of keep things moving right along, uh, there's not anybody that comes to mind that I think that's ready or has – you know, the, the resume to be able to, to take over that program right now. So I do think you have to go outside. And uh, I'm interested to see if they they go with somebody that, that, that has a, a Saban coaching tree tie and, and, and try to go that way. I have to imagine that Coach Saban has had a lot of influence or at least, you know, some advice for Greg Byrne. Greg Byrne's one of the better um, administrators in college athletics. And, and so I'm, I'm sure you know, he's taking into consideration all – factors but um you know I, I wonder how much coach Saban himself has been able to to help greg uh, kind of move on to the next uh, candidate all right real quick before i let you go uh just talking portal you're a florida guy and uh travis etienne's brother trevor was a really good running back for florida he decides to bounce and go to georgia um you know this is just part of the business why does he decide to go to Georgia? Is that just simply an nil deal thing or does he just say i got a better chance of winning a national championship at Georgia. Well, you know, he had family members on social media during the season com- complaining about his playing time, that he should look elsewhere, um, and kind of split time with Montreal Johnson at the running back position, but was incredibly productive. I actually think, <laughs> I think that's actually a good thing when you're talking about the running back position because it's been degraded so much in the NFL in terms of its value, and, and everybody talks about the short shelf life, so I think it, it helps leave a little more tread on the tire, which I think would be a good thing for your marketability heading to the next level in a, a year or two. But um, you know, I, reports I heard were that he was offered thirty grand a month in NIL deal from from Georgia. Wow. Um, he said it was nothing more than wanting to, to win a championship, which for me is very hard. A couple of things that are very hard as an old school kind of guy. You know, I guess this is more the the uh, Kevin. Uh, oh, I won't play on his name. The the uh, golden former Golden State basketball player. Um, the 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 fact that those guys now just want to uh, go join teams that are already having success instead of helping to build. Oh yeah, Kevin Durant. To, Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. You're able to to uh, to build, you know, and 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 so yeah, he, evidently he thought it was a, a better option for him there mm-hmm. to go win a championship than it was to try to you know take Florida to the next level, but. Um, the thing that I had maybe the biggest problem with was the, the social media posts about, you know, all the, 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 how much his brothers mean to him there on the field and what they've done together and, and the fact that he'll always be a Gator only to end up going to Florida's biggest rival. Those right. two things don't really fit hand in yeah. hand in my, my book. 30 grand a month. Yeah, that doesn't lie. Hard bro. to turn down. Well, Chris, right. thanks for the time as always. We'll talk to you again soon. It's Chris Doring from ESPN and the SEC Network. Thanks again, Thank buddy. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Love you guys. See you next All right, buddy. Coming up at 8, we'll be joined by Ross Tucker. We'll go around the NFL with him. When we come back, we'll get into the breaking news. Bill Belichick is no longer with the New England Patriots after 24 years. All right, make no mistake, the cold Washington winter weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready to go the distance? Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating experts. 
at Crop Metcalf. Not only will your Crop Metcalf five-star heating technician properly fix and maintain your system, but has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician. Proud partner of the Washington Nationals. Ross Tucker will join us in just about 15 minutes. Odyssey NFL insider. Plenty of news to talk about with him. And in case you missed the breaking news from just about 7.10 a.m. this morning, Adam Pohl delivered it to you here on 106.7 The Fan. Bill Belichick parting ways with the New England Patriots after 24 seasons in New England. Here's an interesting tweet from Dan Graziano, who we just had on. Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday. This week. Yeah. Uh, at Dan Graziano ESPN. This is 19 minutes ago. Expect to hear the Falcons and Commanders discussed hmm. as most likely Belichick landing spots in the coming days. Wow. Expect to hear Gerard Mayo, Mike Vrabel, and Brian Flores as most likely Belichick successors in New England. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, just as a side note to that, Rossini says the Falcons want Belichick. Right. Mm-hmm. She tweeted that they've been, uh, you know, thinking about him, and he's been high on their list for a long time. Um, so that makes sense to me. I'm going with Kime though, and Kime insists because Florio had been pushing Belichick to the Commanders mm-hmm. for a while now. He's been and, on that for a long Kime time now. And a lot of people that uh, cover this team say they don't think it's uh, there's a chance. Right. So I'm going to say no. It's mm-hmm. not a thing. It's just national perspective. I mean, but I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I don't think so either. But man, would that be just a huge, huge story? Belichick <laughs> oh, came here. Massive. I, I don't think they would do find that. Find a bigger name. Whoever they hire as this GM, if it's going to be Peters or any of these other guys, right? I think they go younger, and you know, one of the the hot coordinators. Now maybe maybe they go you know the Dan Quinn route too. But I think right. Dan Quinn to Seattle makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, that would just be a massive, massive story. But I could see, well, look, I mean, if they did hire Belichick, Belichick, you know, would not have total control of p- or personnel because they're going to hire a GM. Right. That's that's the way it appears. And if he's just going to be the X and O's guy, you know, yeah, I, mean, I don't maybe, know if it's a horrible choice. But maybe, I know he's you don't not want horrible. Maybe they've got a back channel talks. Coach. But I don't want him making decisions in personnel. I don't either. Yeah. And, but maybe they've already had, like, back channel discussions where they've maybe they've approached Belichick and said, look, would you be willing to come here just as a coach? Seed mm-hmm. some of that power. You know, just put the coaching responsibilities on your plate. Still not interested. Let the GM do it. Still not interested. I'm not the most interested, but it, it, it is intriguing. It's kind of intriguing to, to get Bill Belichick as your head coach, even at his advanced age of 72. God, he's such a douche at the podium. <laughs> I Please don't give me four years of that. Please, God, <laughs> I don't need four years of Belichick at the podium. Right. I can't. I, I don't you can't think handle I could, it. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, but was Ron? But, but I mean, at least you know. Especially you're, if what you're Ron getting. would at least put his foot in his mouth. Ron was just a buffoon. At the yeah, podium. but he would put his foot in his mouth, and it would be kind of fun. Belichick to, is just a like he's kind of playing a role. He's, like he's a grump, you know. Yeah. Like it's hostile. his thing. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather have a a grump that kind, that kind of knows what he's doing instead of of a buffoon like Ron just spouting off the. I'm mouth. not convinced that Bill particularly knows what he's doing when he doesn't have Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. I'm, I mean, the record I'm just, speaks to that. I'm just going to die on that mountain. Well, I mean, 
Turns out Tom he, Brady was the key ingredient. Of course, but he yeah. but he he and his staff developed Tom Brady. It's not like Tom Brady was a number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? I guess they, they developed, developed him. him. He came out and just played lights out when given I mean, the opportunity. You got to give credit to a coaching staff that develops a six round pick to winning. Right. I give him credit for drafting seven him. Super Bowls. I give him credit for drafting. Some might some might argue they kind of lock boxed into Tom Brady. Like, <laughs> there's no chance they knew when they were picking him Nobody when they were knew. picking that scrawny goofball <gasps> with a bad haircut at the combine right. that he would develop into what he did. Slow. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they got lucky. Don't Let's you, be honest. They got lucky. Don't you have to give credit to a staff that de- helps develop? It's Absolutely. the word you just used. Absolutely. That player. But then let's let's I be guess. honest. They got kind of. He's lucky just super driven. Well, it never happens. Six round picks don't right. win. I mean, it's just a mirror. All, it was a miracle. Tom Whatever Brady. Picking, they win seven or eight. Seven. Seven. Picking Tom Brady where they picked him <laughs> is a miracle. Yeah, it's right, a but, miracle pick. I, I disagree. I mean, Belichick is known as one of the greatest general managers in the history of the game. It's not just Tom Brady. I mean, he had undrafted. His record without Brady is uh, I know. atrocious. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you, can, you don't win a Super Bowl with one guy. Go look right. at the Super Bowl games. Brady was uh, average in a lot of them. They put together a great I defense. I agree. They had unbelievable the Brady defenses. Was, defense was great. Was guys the, like Wes Welker and Edelman, guys, uh, Vince Wilfork, and uh, part Richard of, Seymour. Like, I mean, Belichick's signature was, like, he wouldn't just give guys big, fat deals no, for what they had done them. in the past. He'd get rid of them. And he would get rid of them maybe a year early. Like to avoid them smashing into the wall under his watch. Yeah. So he was kind of like the the tip of the spear when it came to let's not give this guy a crazy deal because of what he did five years ago. Like he realized what is this asset giving us now? Like I don't he, want him. He was ahead of the curve. I know with you that. don't. I don't. I, want all him. I'm saying <laughs> is you've got to give him more credit from for just Tom Brady because the Hard team it was just the it wasn't just Brady the team was great for years and like. Drabby saying, and I said this a few few days ago, last week, he put together a great team. Now, the last three years have sucked. Right. They've been really so, bad. been really bad. Does he get credit for Gronk? Yes. He, he wasn't in his know. top five pick. Maybe second round. What was he, what was he a third round or fourth round? Second or third rounder. I'm how, pretty sure how, one of the greatest How, how do of all I time. know that the guys that were behind him don't get the credit? The Piolis of the world. Well, it was a great company. He's the mastermind. Yeah, yeah. He's great, running it all. He, it was a great you company. Go, you look, you're a Raiders guy. Have him have the Raiders. I <laughs> used to be a Raiders guy. I'm no you longer have your a Raiders Niners. guy. No, I, look, I, I would agree with Kime too. I mean, Kime would know. I, I would think he's been told. I, I get the sense he's been told from people. Graziano's within, pulling it for somewhere. He's just not pulling it out of thin air. I know, but neither is Kime. Yeah, Kime I agree, doesn't. I agree. Let me, one thing I know about John, he doesn't. Go definitive with anything unless he's been told something. Right. You know what I mean? He does not – he's not interested in giving you his opinion. I agree. No, I think he's got credible sources, no doubt. Yeah. But may, maybe – and I, I said this is drab during the break. Maybe deep down, maybe Harris loves Belichick. He just isn't telling anybody. Just like he didn't tell anybody he was going to hire Bob Myers uh, 15 minutes after he whacked Ron Rivera. True. So, I mean, that could be in play. It's just – He's not leaking anything right. about I'm his... I'm willing to wager. I mean, I'm not willing to wager on it. I'm just saying it's a, it's it's a, a possibility. possibility. Certainly possible. That Belichick could be in play. Right. I'll, I'll cry. 800-636-106. I if promise hire, you, you if, won't please cry. Please hire no. the Super Bowl. No, that, you have to cry. Six Super Bowls. If Belichick's hired, you need I don't to cry on the air. I don't want him. I know you don't him. want him, but you won't cry. I don't want his cutoff sweatshirts. <laughs> I don't want his terrible press conferences. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want it is terrible team. Well, Derek and Waldorf, let's see if he wants Belichick. I'm not interested. Pass. Derek, do you want him? What's going on, gentlemen? Um, No, I don't because 
We've been playing this defensive game for my entire life. I'm 30 years old. Right. I've only seen a good. Give me some I've points. Only seen, I've only. I'm giving you some points. I've only seen no, I a mean good offense. offense. He means the team. He wants the team to give you points. Not you. Right, go ahead. So look. So look. So look, gentlemen. So look. These are some good offensive coordinators that's available, right? Mm-hmm. Clint Kubiak from the 49ers. Let's go for him. Let's go for Mike LaFour from the Rams. Let's go for Zach Robinson from the Rams. Frank Smith from the Dolphins. Maybe even Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Like, if we want to take Caleb, let's take the coach too. <laughs> Why the heck are we going to be stuck on Bill Belichick, Mike Brable? We're not. All these- it's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, why not? No, he said they're, they're not. He's I said not, they're not. He's not tracking with us. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thank we you, appreciate Derek. it. Thank yep. you for listening. All right, Derek. Thank you. <laughs> We're not going to hire Bill Also, Lincoln Riley coached Caleb Williams. No, yes. Cliff Kingsbury. It was Lincoln yeah. Rest. Correct. I don't I don't want him, and I believe Kime, they're not gonna they're not interested. Maybe they'll pick his brain. Maybe they'll bring him in for an informational interview. Pick his brain is, and then so, kick him to the curb. So, so you're under the impression that the only reason why Bill Belichick was successful is because of Tom Brady and oh, he's he too, had, and they the did game, some great things too. And the game has passed him by. No, it's, I don't think the game's passed him by, but uh, I just don't want him. <laughs> and Valdez, he was bringing up Kingsbury because Kingsbury's on the staff. He's like quarterback oh, coach. I thought he was. You don't, don't want him, and you coaches. will cry on command no. if he's hired. I don't want the. Greatest coach in NFL history. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't want him. You want no part of him. <laughs> I don't want that grumpy old man. All right, we'll pick the brain of our next guest and ask him if he thinks Belichick is a good fit here in Washington. We'll be joined by Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker next on The Fan. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, I have the way you can do that. You go to CropMetcalf.com and you can join their team. Later in the show, we have tickets to the Wiz-Spurs game that you can win, tickets to the Caps-Ducks game up for grabs, and we have not one but two pair of tickets to go see Chris Stapleton at Jiffy Lube Live. So lots of prizes to win, but you have to keep listening. That is the key. Hmm. We will be joined shortly by Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider. Just tons of NFL news breaking. Pete Carroll... Oh. Had all of his attention dollars stolen by Bill Belichick this morning. Hmm. Bill Belichick parting ways. Well, Carroll had it the, stolen by Saban. By Saban and now Saban's having it stolen by Belichick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just outrageous and wild. It's like the last, boom, 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 the boom, news boom. cycle. It's like the a last, trickle down. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Boom. So we now have Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider on the BetQL guest hotline. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Hmm. Ross, it's been crazy these last 12-ish hours. You had Pete Carroll stepping aside or being pushed aside in Seattle. And then a huge bombshell just about less than an hour ago. Bill Belichick. And Saban in between. And Saban, you know, stepping down at Alabama. Now Belichick no longer with the Patriots. What's going on in the world, Ross? Well, I don't know. Finally, these guys that are in their 70s are, you know what's crazy about it? Is that a couple of them, Pete Carroll and Saban, pretty, I mean, I'm sorry, Pete Carroll and Belichick, pretty clearly still want to coach. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Belichick's going to coach somewhere else. That's happening. And Pete Carroll, I thought, made it pretty clear yesterday. I mean, they asked him what his advisor role was. He's like, I, I have no idea. We haven't talked about it yet. And then he said he competed pretty hard to stay as the coach. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Carroll and his agent behind the scenes are still trying to say it. I mean, I'm in awe of these guys. 
Yeah. I mean, when I'm 72, there is no chance I'd be able to be like a head coach doing what these guys are doing. I mean, I, I, I hope when I'm 72, I'm like on a beach somewhere or something. I, it, I'm amazed by these Yeah, guys. they're cut from a different cloth, Rossi. They really are. Yeah, I mean, and I know what people say. Well, they just delegate, and they don't have to put in as many hours. Dude, they're still putting in a lot of hours. Oh, of course. I, I can promise you. You don't have the success they've had and do what they do, and then, you know, okay, now I'm in my 70s, now I'm just going to work eight hours and, like, take a nap. Like, that's not how it works. I mean, they're, 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 not, they're not those type of people. You don't have that kind of success if you just start to do less and less and less every year. Like, this is not like a uh, – a family business where you can start to just delegate more to your, the next generation. Like you're still the head coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So let's stick on the, the Belichick thing. All right. Eric Pickles, five feet across the table from me. He's the mm-hmm. biggest, one of the biggest commander fans I know. <laughs> right. He doesn't want Bill Belichick and Dan Graziano threw out, um, I don't know, a tweet or a report a few hours ago, it said that Atlanta and Washington are going to be interested in Belichick. Who knows? We have another insider here locally, John Kaima, says the Belichick thing is just wrong. They're not interested in it. So who knows who's telling the truth. But um, should should Eric Bickle, who's right across the street from me, should he want Bill Belichick as his next head coach of the Washington Commanders? That is a really That's a really tough one for me. I mean, listen, there, there, that means you nothing agree. wrong with <laughs> That means you agree. You're having a hard time saying no. <laughs> well, listen, if, if, if you want Belichick to come in there so he can be the second best coach in franchise history behind Joe Gibbs, then, you know, maybe he should. And I mean that, by the way. We've talked about that before. Um, I think it's hard to argue against Bill Belichick, the head coach, and what he's accomplished. And I do think that there's more talent in Washington than there was in New England, but he was the guy bringing the players into New England. It's, it's his fault that that roster has gotten so bad. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that he'd be more interested in a, a team that looks like they're closer to winning right now. It's interesting because those two places that people are talking about, neither one of which really has a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. To me, I, I, I'm I'm okay with Eric feeling the way he does. Thank you. I really am. I mean, Belichick hasn't had enough success without Brady. Thank you for me to act like this is like some slam dunk that they should absolutely try to get him. Now, I think there's a pretty good chance that maybe the Commanders are interested because I would think that they would feel like it's hard to argue against him. It changes the perception of the organization that Dan Snyder beat into the ground, you know, it would be like, Hey, he chose us. Belichick could go other places. He wanted to come here, all that stuff. But I don't know, like if you're Josh Harris, don't you want to try to get like your own Belichick? Mm -hmm. Or don't you want to try for a guy that can have a little bit more sustained longer? So I don't know. Maybe Belichick's going to coach till he's 80. Mm-hmm. And maybe you get him for eight years, and maybe that's and, and I don't know, maybe that's, but I don't know. I, Atlanta, I, I will say this: Atlanta I do makes think it's more a young sense. man's game. I think it's a young man's game and a young man's profession. Right? Our, Arthur Blank is getting desperate. He's getting up there, right? He's getting. He, He's got to be in his eighties. I, I mean, would that guess. dude wants to win. Yeah. Uh, that that just makes more sense to me in terms of. But they also need a quarterback. 
They do. So whoever takes that job is going to have so to maybe develop he'll, a younger Maybe he'll court. sign Kirk Cousins maybe, or something. Yeah, okay. All you right. know, that, that would make maybe sense. Maybe they can trade for Mac Jones if Bailey's happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd rather, I, honestly, as a, as a Commanders fan, and I don't particularly want either one because I do want to find out kind of our own guy and build. I'd rather have Pete Carroll. Oh. I'd rather have Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's had more success recently and still obviously has a passion for the game, is locked in. Uh, I'd rather have him. If you were talking about well, the old Pete guys. Pete Carroll yeah. has certainly yeah. done it. Like, so Pete Carroll had ultimate success at USC. Right. He had um, success in Seattle with, first of all, they made the playoffs with Hasselbeck. And remember, like, the Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. Beast Quake, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Then with Russell Wilson, obviously, they win a Super Bowl. They should have won the other one. Right. And then even the last couple of years, Winning records and making the playoffs last year with Geno Smith. Right. I don't know. You, I mean, I'm a big believer. We talked about this when I talked about Joe Gibbs and how he did it with all these different quarterbacks. Pete Carroll has won with a lot of different guys. You're that with me. He just hasn't, guys. You're he, with me. He just me. hasn't, which is why every time they say he's the best to ever do it, I'm like, are you sure about that? Like, look at his record. He has one playoff win. Without Tom Brady, and I think it's ten seasons. Yeah. So let's pretend that the Brady Belichick thing. Let, let's let's pretend Tom Brady never played for Bill Belichick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is anybody talking about him in nearly the same regard? No, impossible. Yeah. They're they're not. So I I don't know. I I'm I'm kind of with Eric. We All should right, so we should start a podcast together. We're doing right, so no Bill Belichick. I got too by... many of those. No chance. I got too many of those. We're doing my Ross Tucker football podcast, even money betting podcast. Go go check them out. Yep, get all right. them all out there. We're joined by Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus twenty four seven moisturization because men have skin too. All right, so let's pretend that Ross Tucker. You, you're Bob Myers. You're on the head coaching search committee, the GM uh, search committee. Who would your top pick be for the commander's head coach? You're not going to take Belichick. Who, who's your dream guy here in Washington? Um, by the way, I wish I was Bob Myers. He has great hair. He, does. he has great hair. He seems, very like jealous. A, he seems very dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really does. I hate guys he's like on a, that. He's on a full-blown life heater, right. that Bob Myers. My thing is, my thing is, if you're going to be like a really like good looking, in shape dude, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, I don't need you to be successful too. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, just suck you know what I mean? Like, pick a lane, scratch pick a lane, have that yeah. be your thing. Yeah, don't have multiple things. Okay. Yeah, it's like when a rich guy marries a rich girl. What are we doing here? <laughs> Spread the wealth. Okay, like that's not the way it should be. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, so I will tell you guys this. I think Vrabel is an awesome football Again, coach. Three for three. And my guess is you guys are going to be down on that because he's a defensive side of the ball, like Ron Rivera. And and I will say this: there are issues when you have a defensive head coach. And the issue is if you have success on the offensive side of the ball, that guy you're going to lose that coordinator. But guess what, guys? You guys know I do the Eagles preseason games and a bunch of stuff. Sirianni's an offensive coach, uh-huh. but he gave up the play calling to Steichen, and they lost both of them. Yeah. So they lost Steichen as the OC. They lost Gannon as the DC. And the Eagles, if you've watched them lately, they're suffering greatly as a result. So I think that part of it 
is a little bit overblown. Um, but I, I will say it's hard to argue against Ben Johnson in Detroit. I just got done, literally just got done recording the Raw Tucker Football Podcast with Greg Cosell, mm-hmm. the NFL Films legend. And guys, it was like it was like taking my daughters to a candy store, hearing him talk about the Lions offense mm-hmm. and the play action and the under center and the spacing and all of that. So it, there's a reason why that guy is so sought after. Yeah. But and I remember Ross that, last year, the people were sniffing around him last year. And then the, from what I remember, the Lions went and sweetened his deal a little bit just to keep him there an extra year. But the, they can only, you know, keep the wolves away oh, no, for so long. This year. He's not that dumb. He's gone yeah. this year. Yeah. Right. I mean, he knew he, he had confidence that he could do it again and, He'd have better options this year, and now he will. I mean, he's going to have his pick of, like, mm-hmm. three or four teams. Here's the thing that's crazy about Vrabel, and, and, and maybe there's a little bit with the South. I don't know. You know how, like, any time a coach gets fired, the vast majority of the fan base is happy about it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, is there anybody that wanted Ron Rivera to stay? No, right? No, no I don't think that one. I don't even think one. Exactly. Besides right? his like, wife. His even, wife. Yeah. Even Sirianni, okay, Sirianni is three for three going to the playoffs. The Eagles went to the Super Bowl last year, but just the mentality of fans is such that if the Eagles let go, of, like let's say they lose Monday night to the Bucks, and the Eagles moved on from Sirianni, most fans would be on board with that because they have short attention spans, and they'll say, oh, this team, this team peed down their leg at the end of the season. Like, this is the right move. They had to do it. Blah, blah, blah. They were going in the wrong way. Guys, Look at any Titans fan response to that team firing Mike Vrabel. They are irate. Yeah. They mm-hmm. hate the owner. The yeah. owner is getting all the blame now. Which yeah, you guys she's getting know mur- all killed. About. Yeah, and so that t- – I mean, dude, they had the number one seed with Tannehill as their quarterback. He won road playoff games. Like, I did that game in 2019 on the radio when the Ravens were 14-2, and two, number one seed. And Vrabel and the Titans went up there and won. He's the one that ended Brady's career in New England. I think it was Mariota. I mean, he won a he won like legit playoff games with Mariota and Tannehill. Mm. That guy could coach. We were teammates in New England. And even if you listen to the Titans players talk about him, they all rave about him. I think Vrabel would be my number one target. Vrabel or Ben Johnson would be the two guys I'd go after. Mm, yeah, I mean, it seems like Vrabel to New England is a, a no-brainer, but we'll see. All right, before we no, I don't think it's going to be. I don't. Think, I don't think it's happening. Oh, you don't. Okay. Think it's I think it's going to be Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think it's going to be. Now, I might be wrong. Here's the thing. Watch, <laughs> like, read all the tweets from the insiders, right? Because they say Gerard Mayo is expected to be a, a leading candidate, if not the lead. That mm. means like they already pretty much know it's going to be him. Okay. And then there's a lot of Belichick to Atlanta talk. Right. Yeah, which means, you know, usually when they hint like that, like you never know, like that's usually like it's almost already a done deal. Usually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think Vrabel will get one of these openings, but we'll see. All right, we got to talk about some of the games. All right, Saturday first game, Browns Texans. I want your thoughts on that. Um, uh, and then Dolphins Chiefs, and this is interesting because, and I know you've you've seen this, the weather. On Saturday night in Kansas City, it's supposed to be the fourth coldest day ever in the history of Kansas City. Hmm. Wind chills are going to be minus 15, Ross. Now, Tua has played in three games of sub-40 degree temps as a Dolphin. He's 0-3. 
He's thrown five picks in those games. His his overall numbers aren't horrible, but he hasn't won any of those. And the Dolphins have to go to Kansas City. The Dolphins historically do not play well in cold temps. So you got Browns, Texans, and then Dolphins, Chiefs. Uh, thoughts on those two games? Well, so this is why you guys need to follow me on social media at Ross Tucker NFL mm-hmm. because you didn't notice that I'm double dipping this weekend. Oh. And so I knew this weekend I'd be in the booth for one game and on sideline for another for Westwood one. So I want you guys to picture this, okay? <clears throat> Sunday night during Bill's Dolphins, my boss calls me, Howie Denneroff, and he's like, hmm. all right, I figured out where I got you this weekend. I'm like, okay. He's like, Saturday night, you're going to be in Kansas City. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Because I thought I was going to be on the sideline. Right. But no, I'm in the booth. Oh, that's oh, great. Thank for goodness. Ross I'm in the booth with Kevin Harlan. Nice. And to make things even better, guys, yeah. this is a little inside baseball, but I'm sure the people driving around will appreciate this. Kansas City might be one of two radio booths in the league where you cannot physically open the windows. Oh, good. Oh, be nice and heated in there. So, so your boy Rossi is going to be nice and warm, calling the game with Kevin Harlan, and it's his daughter on the sideline. And, uh, oh, man, there's like negative 50. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. I'm going to be nice and warm. And then first flight Sunday morning from KC to Detroit, I'm on the sideline for the first Lions home playoff game in 30 years. Inside. That place, Indoor. Ford Field is going to oh, be madness. Indoors, that and cool. that place is going to be going absolutely. Last time I checked, the cheapest ticket is 800 some dollars. It's the most expensive wild card ticket ever. Ever, yeah. guys. I mean, you got so anyway. Wow, yeah, that's um, crazy. Well, I'll tell you, the weekend. So you do, know, usually that brown, usually that four thirty Saturday game, yeah, is like uh, it's the worst game. I'm kind of pumped about Flacco and the Browns against C.J. Stroud and the Texans. I mean, both those teams. I actually give both those teams like a puncher's chance if they, you know, if they play more than likely in Baltimore the next week. I don't think they'll necessarily win. But, like, Flacco's not going to be afraid with that defense to go into Baltimore and win. He's, he's about to break the all-time record for road playoff wins. Think about that. Mm. And then Stroud, I think Stroud's just so young, he doesn't know any better. Like, he doesn't even know he shouldn't be doing this or playing this well. So, I think that game's kind of a toss-up game. I'll go Cleveland because of Flacco's playoff experience and the defense. Yeah. And then Saturday night, I'm a little bit worried about that game. The Dolphins better get off to a really fast start. Right. Because I don't. I know they got dudes from the north, but your body, guys, they're in Miami every day. Yeah, you're not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, your body just can't acclimate to that. I saw that a couple of weeks ago. I did Bears-Falcons for CBS. I was in the booth, and the Bears practiced outside on Friday, and it was freezing, but they practiced outside. Falcons got there Sunday. It's snowing. I was like, these guys are cooked. It, it really – the Dolphins better get off to a fast start or that game I think could get away from them. They're also so beat up. They signed three edge rushers this week who are all going to play Saturday night. Yeah. Bruce Irvin and Justin Houston, they literally called every, like, 35-year-old guy who's ever had a sack, and they're like, listen, all our guys are hurt. You're going to play at least 30 snaps Saturday night in Kansas City, and these guys signed up for it. And two is from Hawaii, and he played in Bama and now in Miami. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just going to take its toll. He's lost the five coldest games of his career. The Dolphins have lost the last 10 under 40 degrees. 40 degrees, dude. 
they would cry tears of joy yeah. if 40. it was 40 degrees. Yeah. Negative <laughs> is a different deal. Yeah. All right. Ross, thanks so much go? for the time, man. I wanted we... to ask him about the Eagles Bucks, but we got to go. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for the time, man. Uh, best of luck on your travels this weekend. And th- thank your boss again for putting you in the booth. <laughs> I, Saturday night. Oh, I'm going to be so warm. Yeah. So warm both nights, baby. I love it. I, I, I would say, yeah, I would say send uh, Howie a, a pizza, but that would kill him. He's de- yeah, he's definitely allergic <laughs> to tomatoes. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Ross, thanks again, man. We appreciate it. See you guys. Yep. That's right, Ross buddy. Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Men Have Skin 2. Don't forget, coming up in just about 25 minutes, we'll be joined by Dylan Strom from your Washington Capitals. Welcome back to an open line Thursday with the Junks, presented by Window Nation. Searching for new windows and doors, are you? Search windownation.com. Their windows are measured to fit the first time and installed by experts to last. <laughs> Window Nation for your home because it's where you live. Coming up at 845, Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals will join us on a game day. They host the Kraken tonight at Capital One Arena. Trying to get those two points tonight. I know. And the Kraken have won seven straight games. Yeah. And I don't know what to do in this game. I'm not sure. I mean, it's not like the Caps have been playing great. But uh, do they snap the seven-game streak of Seattle? Not sure how to advise you here. I'm going to let let you go on your own here. I know you are. Usually do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, it is Open Line Thursday. 800-636-1067 is the number of the MGM National Harbor listener line. I believe we have a caller that wants to talk about Belichick. Let's go to to Ned in Vienna. Hey, Ned, what's up, man? You're on with the junkies. Good morning, gentlemen. EB, I don't know what to say to you, so I'm going to go to Lurch and the other fellas. (laughs) You're just just going to ignore me? (laughs) Yeah, and I'll tell you why. All right. You may think you're lost cause. The stars are aligned mm-hmm. for Bill Belichick. Okay, where did, where did where did where did Saban come from? Belichick staff. Where did Mike Vrabel play come from? Yeah, uh-huh. he came from Belichick. Okay, mm-hmm. and and you don't give Brady. Uh, you don't give Belichick. Everyone says, "Oh, it's all Brady." Belichick had the stones to go against what everybody recommended. When they were trying to win their first Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know what? You're gonna stick we're with Brady. winning, and I'm sticking with Brady." Right over, over Drew Bledsoe. That was a good call. I'm not saying he's I, a bad coach. I, 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 rem- I remember a, a Monday night game several years ago, and, and New England came out and they threw the ball right. over 20 straight times. Right. This guy knows more football than anyone's put together. We've got, we're going to get a quarterback one of the top three quarterbacks in the country. We're going to get Caleb or Drake May. We've got five high draft picks. We've got $80 in cap space. The stars are aligned for us to – do you want to win or do you want to have a guy who you like at the press conferences? That's the decision you have to make because this guy is the guy. But you know it's inescapable, and you can ignore me, I guess. But as Ross pointed out, in like the ten seasons without Brady, he's like got like what one playoff win? Is that what he said? Yep, one playoff win I in rem- ten seasons without him. I remember you 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 can't have perfection in sports. The, the NFL it's a field goal league just about every week, and especially the way it's set up. So now. you think he's and just a another- field goal away in some of those seasons, or just a turnover away? 
He was this year. The difference between four and thirteen and eleven and six is field goals. Yeah. But, and here's <laughs> I, another I, I thing completely too. disagree. I don't know about that. that, bro. I think you're misguided. Well, on one that. more. May I make one 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 more point quickly? <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Okay. New England. The weather. Guys went to New England. Why? Because they wanted to win championships. The weather here is way better, and it's going to be much easier to recruit top guys to come to Washington than it was to New England. I do love weather angles, but this seems kind of wacky, Travis. You're smirking behind the glass, too. Do your best chocolate right. guys impersonation. Go ahead. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Right, Thank you right, for the so, call. So the, Look, sure weather has anything to do with it. There are guys <laughs> out there, and Ned sounds – he's old school, obviously. Yeah, yeah, sure. That are in the Bell Belichick camp. I mean, he's um, a Hall of Fame coach. I'm yeah. not saying he's not. I, I, just hasn't had recent success. I wouldn't. He wouldn't be my first choice. All right. Yeah. I'd actually take Vrabel over him. And right. Ned would. I'd rather have Vrabel driving off the road. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I'd rather have Pete Carroll. But I, I would, I wouldn't mind having him just because I, he knows football. He knows how to win. But he can't make the decisions on drafting no. and free agencies. This person absolutely not terrible. He can't do that. If someone else is going to make that decision and he's just going to be the X's and O's guy. Yeah, you can't hate it. If you want the next Mac Jones like quarterback uh-huh. wearing a commander's uniform, <laughs> by all means, bring in Bill Belichick. Dude, bring I in that guy. I can't simply can't deal with him at the podium for four years. I can't. <laughs> I think you'd be able to get past that. You'd it would really drive you that crazy. Douche. <laughs> if he's winning, you'd get past it. He ha- he doesn't win. He hasn't won lately. Uh it's been bad right, lately. If Belichick becomes the head coach of the Chargers, right? Yeah. What's their projected win total immediately next year? I'm telling you, it's probably, it's probably nine or ten. Nine or ten. I don't know. I don't know enough about their personnel. I know they have a quarterback, but I don't know enough about their personnel. Yeah, I mean, they would become one, a, a, probably a favorite in the AFC to compete for it. AFC well, because he would go into a situation where he had a quarterback. It sounds like there's a lot of steam. That might be a great fit for him. A lot of steam for Belichick to Atlanta. Because Adam Schefter in the last I think hour that's a no-brainer. has tweeted twice about it. His most recent tweet, Falcons owner Arthur Blank has taken some big swings at other high-profile head coaches in the past. He once pursued but didn't land Joe Gibbs. Once pursued, didn't land Bill Parcells. Now the Falcons have a head coach opening and Bill Belichick is a free agent. All right. It sounds like there's a lot of there's a lot of momentum pushing him down south to Atlanta. All right, let's flip the script. Let's go to Ian in Vienna. All right, you had Ned in Vienna, who's a big Belichick guy. Okay. Let's go to Ian. All right. A-N. Point, counterpoint. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Ian, what's yeah. up, buddy? Yeah, I would say no to Belichick for multiple reasons. The sample size is large enough in Cleveland, in New England, and post-Brady. The wins are just not there. A lot of people want to say, take away player personnel from him. When you bring him into the room, his aura is so large that there's no way he would just coach the team. And frankly, I don't think he's a very good coach post-Brady. The decisions he's made on offense to bring in Matt Patricia was criminally negligent. That shows a level of arrogance where it says – this guy has no offensive background, but watch this. I'm going to bring him in. His coaching tree is as pathetic as there is. <laughs> Cronell, Romeo Weiss, or sorry, Cronell Weiss, Charlie Weiss, 
Charlie Weiss, um, Josh McDaniels, um, Joe Judge. I mean, the list is long. Yes, you can say Saban's Saban's off that tree. I don't consider Vrabel particularly off that tree, but if you want to give it to him, that's fine. But the sample size is large enough. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get Josh McDaniels back as OC. Mm. He's such a toxic personality. We've seen it twice with him in Denver and in Oakland, how hated he is. Yeah, why is he such a douche? What is McDaniels' deal? I mean, I I remember hearing about McDaniels when he was the head coach in Denver. Like, he would just bring Jay Cutler in and rape him. him. Just berate him, (laughs) curse him in front of the whole team, rake him over the coals, and guys just don't – they don't want to be treated like that. Right. Well, I don't know if you recall Pat Bowen fired McDaniels in London before they even got on the plane because he was just such an unprofessional person. <laughs> wow. And it, it, like to me, I don't want Belichick even as the defensive coordinator. And I know I'm exaggerating to make a point. You I feel just like he's toxic? I feel like his aura is so large that there is not a head coach that could work with him, an owner that could work with him, a GM where he wouldn't own the room. And with Grant Paulson, he makes a great point. I want to have an ownership GM head coach that seemed like an equal partnership. Mm-hmm. When you bring in someone that's got such a big personality, it doesn't matter who the other people are. They dwarf them. Here we have three potentially new people who can grow together. Give me a new GM. Give me a new head coach. Give me a new quarterback. And frankly, a new NFL owner. And they can work in tandem. You rarely get this opportunity. Who do you like then? Who's your leader in the clubhouse? I don't know. Maybe guys like Ben Johnson or Slowick. Ben Johnson, that's my guy. So they're all they're all going to throw out the young thirty five year old, (laughs) unproven as head coach. Yeah, those guys are definitely big risks. Give me the up and comer, hot shot offensive guy. Valdez on those scoffs at it. A lot of people say, you know, I'm I'm tired. These people have no uh, social skills. Or, you need an alpha. You don't need some pipsqueak with nerd glasses who can. Uh, you don't want write, some guy in joggers you, you who can write who, who can write on a big board and design a billion you don't plays. Want a guy That's who a makes great every offensive player on your team. That is a better, great. That is, is a great Johnson OC. Does. That is a great OC. But you need a person who can command a room, who can command an auditorium, okay, who so can relate, who can relate, who can relate to players. Anthony Weaver. I told you, that's I'm an I'm an okay. Anthony Weaver guy. I'm a Mike Vrabel guy. I like these are I these like are alpha, these are alphas who can relate to the players who know how to motivate players. How do you know who Ben can, Johnson isn't a super alpha? Who can that you're who describing? can who has who has their who has their players ready to run through a wall for them? And I and, and I, Ben and Ben Johnson Ben Johnson is like the good doctor. All right. He is. We're, we're, I don't get the reference. He's butt butt smart, but no people skills whatsoever. How do you know that? You, I, I I've he, studied he all the candidates ben so well. What do you watch Hard Knocks? I've studied all the candidates. Okay. I don't want I don't want some nerd with a with a whiteboard who can design plays you know up and down nerd, and not make your offense score thir- uh, twenty five to thirty points. That's a game. great. That's great for an OC. I'm not well, saying well, he's a bad OC. Talent. You better have the talent he, to he, score thirty points. I a agree game. with that, but he's going to take the talent's already here, make it better, and bring in new talent to match with it. That's the way I look at it. So to counter your point, if Vrabel's so tough and such an alpha and players mm-hmm. run through his room, why are they losing? It's bad they quarterback lose, play. They didn't lose all the time, and he's got no talent. They got no, what talent do they have? He has a part of that. 
you do realize he has a part in the talent acquisition. If you watch him at the Combine, he was very instrumental in who they're picking up. And he was a big part of the Malik Willis thing. Then he was a big part of the Will Levis thing. So, again, Vrabel is going to come with an aura that's going to be player personnel control. And I want those two functions completely separate. I think we agree with that. I think we agree with that. Vrabel was distraught when they traded A.J. Brown. He didn't want to trade A.J. Brown. He doesn't have a a hand in the pot. I don't feel like Vrabel would come in and demand personnel control. No. No, I don't think so either. I haven't gotten that sense. What if we get Vrabel and you you, you get your guy uh, Peters? Yeah, from and uh, San Fran. That you don't like good, that combo? That would be a good partnership. Yeah, it would be a good partnership. That would work. I would, I, yeah. You don't like that? I do. I would. I, I hear you on the Mike McDaniel, the nerdy guy with the playbook, etc. But I think what I'm trying to say is when you bring in people into a room that are all equal, they work better together. Like, just think of yourself. If I brought Colin Cowherd in the room, he would suck the we out. No, not, are you kidding? We'd out alpha that dude in <laughs> yeah. two seconds. He would get bullied and Joe Norton <laughs> and cry in the corner. Jones. Trust me, we've had so many like famous comics right, come in right, here and they can't you, hang. We'd dredge up all his old terrible takes and just throw them in his, his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's four on one. <laughs> yeah. we, we would out alpha anybody. And, and real quick about Belichick. It just is. And again, I can is. see why people, why fans wouldn't want a 72-year-old guy with that aura, like he claims, mm-hmm. to come in a room and just own the room. Uh, but... <clears throat> to call him a bad coach without Brady, I just think it's it's a farce. He's not He's a bad coach. He's a great coach. coach, but he hasn't been successful he, without Brady. He hasn't. But he took in Mac Jones's rookie year. Mac Jones is a bad overdrafted quarterback. He took them to the playoffs in his rookie year. He won 10 games with that team. Right. I think that's the one time. It's the one time. It. And in obviously the last seasons. couple of years he went 8 and 9 the next year and then this year was awful. I get it. But he's I think if you give him talent all right, he doesn't necessarily have to go pick the talent, but if you give him talent, he's a great coach and can win games as long as he's just the X's and O's guy. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Dylan Strome from the Washington Capitals here on The Fan. I've been slacking about giving away prizes, so at the end of the Dylan Strome interview, mm-hmm. you have to listen throughout. We'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see Dylan Strome and the Capitals take on the Ducks. That game is Tuesday, January 16th, so keep listening for your chance to win. I'll just have to remember to give them away. Sometimes sometimes I'm a little absent-minded and forget these things. Does Stromer have his walk-up? I mean, he's a regular he's never, guy. He's never picked one. Ooh, yeah. right, we, we oh, I don't think he's have, ever picked one. We have to remedy that immediately. Yeah, All right, him. we're joined now by Dylan Strom. He's brought to you by C.D. Shanahan's Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Quality and comfort you can rely on. And Stromer, it was just brought to our attention that you don't have an every-week walk-up song. And this is just a gross oversight, at least on our... Our part, maybe, but Definitely might, might be part. on your part, too. No, because our, our weekly guests, we always ask them, all right, what's your walk-up song, your favorite band, favorite song? So yeah. you're going to have to pick one. Yeah, you can think about it. You can ruminate on it for a week and just come back, unless you have something all, you know, off the top of your head you want to go with. What do you like to listen to in the locker room before you know, to get well, pumped up? Well, actually, uh, Washington's one of the only teams in the NHL that has their own uh, goal songs when when you score. That's right. So maybe I'll just ride with that one. And it's the the middle by Jimmy Eat World. So <laughs> oh, there like, you go. Like, I love that. That's tune. a smash. We know that Osh's is Country Roads. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't know a lot of the others of, by memory. I should know that. But yeah, I think Jimmy Eat World is a great choice. All right, Valdez. There you go. You remember that one. So we'll just go with that. All right. So Dylan. Yeah, uh, I like ten- it. I like it. That's a good one. Very good. So you guys host the Kraken tonight, and I'm going to talk about something off the ice first. 
You know you've arrived in the NHL when your team does a promo night featuring your bust as a Chia pet like the Caps are doing with Sonny Milano tonight. Mm. Such great hair. I know you have good flow, too, but you're you're at best second place. Sonny Milano's got the best hair game on the Washington Capitals, and it's going to be the giveaway tonight at Capital One Arena. That's pretty big for him. Yeah, it's, uh, it was something that they talked about at the beginning of the season in camp, and then, you know, I mean, you never know how a guy's going to react. I think it's pretty cool, obviously, but, um, you know, Sonny's uh, – you know, quite the character, and and uh, when when he when he found out, he was pretty pumped about it, and I know uh, he's looking forward to it. So they they posted a funny little video of them doing like a promo about it in camp, and he's a pretty funny guy. So when they were asking him to do some of the stuff, he's like he's like, nah, bro, I ain't doing that. <laughs> so, uh, it was it was pretty funny, and and uh, you know, I'm sure the fans are gonna love it. He's got, I think, probably the best hair, I mean, in the NHL or, or up there at least. Mm-hmm. So you guys are coming off the big win against the Kings where Carly scores with under a minute to go. Good scene in the locker room afterwards with Patches making a like a heartfelt emotional speech about his last two years being pretty tough, you know, coming back from the Achilles injuries. And then the camera pans over to Tom Wilson, who's got like gauze and bandages stuffed up both of his nostrils, his face bloodied. That was a hard fought win for you guys against the Kings. Yeah, um, that that uh, post game uh, speech by Patches was awesome. Um, he's obviously played five hockey games in the last two years, um, and as a guy who's playing hockey, you know he's thirty five, I think, or thirty thirty four, yeah. thirty somewhere around mm-hmm. there. And someone that's been playing for for as long as he has, um, you know, I'm sure he's never gone that long with, with playing that little game. So um, I know it's emotional. Um, he had his family at the game. Um, he's got five kids. So he's obviously busy at home. He's got four boys and a girl, and I know they were uh, they were all at the game. So um, you know he's a he's an awesome teammate. He's a great guy, uh, and you can tell how, how much of a leader he is. Like I just felt like when he when he was saying that, you can you can kind of tell in his voice. You know the reason he was a captain, especially at Montreal for, for so long. Um, you know he's uh you know I'm excited to to be continuing to play with him. He's a he's a great teammate and a great guy to play with. So um, it was definitely uh, you know nice for him to get a to get a his first point, and, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he got his first goal tonight. You know, Dylan, uh, I was watching the game a couple games ago when you scored in the crease, and I think it was on a power play. That was and the OV, Carolina game. Yeah, you were at, that was the one I you were at. at. I was yeah, at that and game, Ovi yeah. slipped it to you. I thought he was going to rip it. Yeah. Um, and I saw how fired up you were, and it just made me re- – I was like – I mean, we all know Ovi's a great passer or whatever, but um, we're looking for Ovi to score 100 goals all the time. But the guy's just such a, a, a complete player. Even when he's kind of having a down year goal scoring – I, at least as of a, a day or two ago, he's still leading you guys in points, contributing in a million ways. I saw how fired up you were for that pass. Um, I see how fired up Ovi gets when other guys score. Just talk about that sequence a little bit and just playing with him. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's he's like a, he's a living legend. I think there's there's a lot of words to describe him. Um, you know, he's a guy that I didn't really know how much he he loved. Like I knew he loved to score goals. I think everyone knows that you can see us celebrations right. and those are the ones that kind of get, you know, talked about a lot, but I noticed it a few times this year, like when we were in Montreal, um, he made a great pass to me and we, I, we scored to make it to the, we cut the lead to two to one and I was celebrating pretty hard. And then I, the, the camera kind of pans over to him in the background and he's celebrating just as hard as I was. Right. And that was one when he got in a point on. And then the two, the two goal, um, he didn't even get a point on the play. He swings away from the celebration the other side, and he's, like, waving his stick in the air and waving his hands in the air. And, just right. you know, he's just a, a great teammate, a great guy to have on your team, um, you know, someone that's chasing Gretzky. And, 
yeah, the goals haven't been there as much as they've been in his career. But I, I, I do think that he's heating up. And, um, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised when he finishes with somewhere close to 30. So um, I know I know we're excited for, for that. And, and uh, I'm looking forward for that down the stretch. I think I think he's got it in him. All right, Stromer. So you know how hard it is to put streaks together in the NHL. It's just a tough, tough league. And Seattle is 8-0-2 in their last 10. They've won seven straight games, right? And I feel like – and you guys – um, you know, you're hovering around 500 in the last 10. I feel like you guys have to go on a streak right now of winning like three or, or four in a row, five in a row. I know it's very difficult, but just to kind of get yourself in the middle. You're only five points back of Carolina in the Metro, but just talk about how hard it is to win and put seven or eight in a row. Edmonton's won eight in a row. Seattle's won seven straight. I mean, that's just ridiculous, but um, they're coming into your house. You guys have had three nights off. So talk about this game tonight against Seattle. How are you going to beat them? Yeah, um, they're obviously a team that we don't play very often. They're uh, first of all, they're a new team in the league. Um, you know, they've been having some su- success. I think they're a, a team that kind of has like four balanced lines. They're not really a team with you know, so to say, a, a superstar on their team, but they kind of they kind of get it done in, in all different ways. They have a you know a couple goalies that have been playing pretty well. Um, I know Joey Decord's been getting some uh, some media you know hype the last couple of days or last couple of weeks, and for good reason. He's I guess he's been uh, on quite the tear. So. Um, no, they're a good team. I think we're just going to try to focus on us. We've had these three days off. We've had pretty, pretty grueling schedule over the last, you know, 15 to 20 days. So, um, I know we're going to be rested. We're going to be ready to go. And, and I know the building's going to be rocking. I think, like you said, with how hard it is to win, you know, these, these games in a row, um, I was just looking at the standings last night. Like there's like five, it seems like there's like seven teams in the Eastern conference that have 44 points and we're one of them. Um, and, and it's right there. So I think like, like you're talking about, if you go on a, you know, four or five, six game win streak or even where you lose in overtime you get a point in five or six games in a row I think you know you can start to separate yourself and, and as Carbs talked about the last couple of weeks it's a uh, you know a big part of the schedule for us right now so um, nice to get a win versus LA versus a really good team and then obviously the Rangers coming up back to back on Saturday and Sunday so if we can get uh, four points out of those guys um, you know I, I like the way we're sitting. Joined by Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals. So Coach Carbs shook up the lines mid-game uh, against the Kings. He put you Patches and Ovi out on the same line. Are we going to see that same line tonight with the Kraken in town? Uh, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't think so. Um, yesterday in practice, it was me, myself, Ovi, and Wilson. We were back together. Okay. Um, so we'll see what happens. I know Ovi didn't really practice yesterday. He he only did like the skills. So um, you know, it's funny. Like I, I I it's the perfect time for me to call you guys at eight forty five because I'm like waiting to go into the rink. So. I usually get a few tidbits about the team that we're playing the night before from you guys, or playing the, that that night from you guys. Like That's I didn't hilarious. know they were seven zero and three or eight zero and two in their last ten. So yeah, now I'm gonna go tell that to the boys, and they're gonna think they're gonna think I'm all smart in there. No, okay. <laughs> excellent. We'll get those two points tonight, man. We're pulling for you. We'll talk to you again next week. It's Dylan Strom from the Washington Capitals. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thank you, it. buddy. So, yep. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, yeah. bro. Dylan Strom, brought to you by CD dude, Shanahan's like heating, him. cooling, and plumbing quality and comfort that you can rely on I told you to keep listening for your chance to win now is that time 800-636-1067 10th caller you score two tickets to the washington capitals game tuesday january 16th at capital one arena as they take on the ducks for tickets and the complete capital schedule visit the fandc.com slash events those tickets are courtesy of the washington capitals call in now to win the junks are presented by crop metcalf the official heating and cooling company of the junkies if you're looking to be the next five-star hvac technician or plumber just go to crop 
Thursday.com. You can join their team today. It's an open line Thursday, 800-636-1067. Welcome to call us throughout the show. Coming up before the show is done in right around 945-ish, 950, we'll give you a chance to win. We have two pairs of tickets to go see Chris Stapleton's All-American Road Show Tour Friday, June 7th at Jiffy Lube Live. So keep listening you will have the opportunity to score those tickets. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk some commanders right now. And Ben Johnson is the offensive bell of the ball at this point. The offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. He is the hot name out on the coaching circuit. He's getting a ton of interviews. There's a lot of interest in Ben Johnson, including from the Washington Commanders. So if you're Ben Johnson, you're the, you're the, the sexiest girl at the prom. Which job would you take of all of the now eight available openings that are looking for new head coaches? Atlanta, New England, Washington, Seattle, the Chargers, Titans, Raiders, Panthers. Well, you don't want Carolina. Those are your eight choices. You don't want to coach for the work for that owner. Well, Tepper already had interest in Ben Johnson last year. Yeah, you don't want to work for him. That would be last on the list. Plus, they got zero talent, and Bryce Young really struggled. Um, now... Again, the thing that would sway him possibly is if David Tepper just decided to massively overpay him. Correct. Like, what if he? What if? Well, what if someone's David, going to get the job. What if David Tepper said, yeah. "I'm going to make you the highest paid coach in the league." Yeah. yeah like, but you don't want to work for a maniac. It's because you could have a situation like you had <laughs> in Houston, where they gave the guy like 15 million or whatever to coach one year. David yeah. Colley. Uh, yeah. yeah. But say he does take the, the Carolina job and it blows up in his face and he's gone after three seasons. First say of all, makes would you want to go work with Bryce Young at this point? Probably not. Would but, you want to try to fix but that? He has, I'm sure he has enough tough. confidence in himself that he probably he's like, could, I, can, yeah. I can fix him. I can make him right. Yeah, I'm sure that's what I mean, Ben Johnson would in, think. At least in Carolina, you have someone there. All right, he mm-hmm. had a terrible year, but right. at least you have someone there who was the number one overall pick. New England, you got nothing. Now, New England probably, is probably going to have to draft somebody at three. Maybe they draft. Is that eight, where they eight. pick? They pick three? Yes. I think they're at three, yeah. New England's at three. Uh, yes. The Cardinals are at four. I mean, if you're just looking at the quarterback situation, obviously the Chargers, they have the best quarterback. Chargers might be the best spot. They, they have the best quarterback situation. They've got well, Eckler. They've got a legit number one you, you can't receiver. Do, you can't do Seattle or you can't do mm-hmm. New England because, like we said with Saban, right. I mean, it, you can't follow Carroll. You can't follow Belichick because it's hard to – you're just going to be in the shadows your first – Couple years, but if you don't have, and if you don't have instant, and if you don't have instant, if you don't have instant success, I, you're given more rope at some of these other places. Atlanta would be intriguing because, but they need a quarterback. You need too. a quarterback, but, but they they got nice pieces on the offense, right? Um, well, if you if you hit on a quarterback, he'll be throwing to and you're Bijan not, out of the backfield, and you're not in the top division, right? right? It's not like the division is going to blow you away with one or two I, teams that are always going to win. I think Washington is a top two or three. Destination for Ben Johnson because he'll he'll have input on who the quarterback is. And you're going to get a young quarterback. You've got a ton of cap space. Yep. You would think that the Harris ownership group is you know methodical and they're going to let you take your time to build it. It's not going to be a David Tepper situation down in Carolina where he's a maniac and you might be done after one season or you might even not even make it to the end yeah. of the first season like Frank Reich. Right. Now, if it, look, if Schneider still owned this team, it's last on oh, the list. Absolutely, it's even below Carolina. Right. But since now you've got a new ownership, going to go in the right direction. You hope that would be easy to work with. You're going to have a GM who's going to be highly regarded. Right. 
And like you said, you're going to have one of the top two quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the draft. That's attractive. And you've got a lot of money to go fill holes on the offensive line. The problem line is, or- as somebody did point out, I was listening to, to Connor's podcast again. I'm addicted to his podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was Bram. He had Bram on. And, and, you know, they only got like 26 guys, something like that, under contract for next year. Yeah. So all that money they have, it's not quite as much as you think. It's not like they have a full roster and a hundred million in cap space. Right. They got like half a roster. All right. Well, you know, you're gonna so, you're gonna draft eight or nine guys, and you throw so, in there's I think five picks in the top hundred two picks in yeah. the upcoming draft. Like yeah. you can you can jumpstart the bad. rebuild pretty quickly. I would say the Chargers would be one, Falcons two, maybe Washington three, just based on obviously Chargers. You're you, saying who's one? I would probably I would probably go Chargers because you got a. What you think is a franchise quarterback, even though he's only been to one playoff game mm-hmm. in four years. All right, but he's, he's obviously he, a very talented guy. Yeah, and he hasn't been coached well. But they've got offensive pieces. How long was Staley there? Did he only last three, three or four, three or four, the, four years? I think this was, was that his long? fourth, fourth year. So. Yeah, something like that. Um, Atlanta's intriguing for the for the reasons I gave. I think Washington's intriguing. Because, I put I put us ahead of Atlanta. I think okay. Atlanta's already signed, sealed, and delivered for Belichick. Yeah, it sounds like like Arthur Blank just can't wait to sign Belichick. Arthur, uh, but Blank. I wouldn't I wouldn't want Carolina for Ben Johnson. Nope. I wouldn't want New England for Ben Johnson. Nope. Vegas. I mean, you got some pieces offensively, but again, you need a quarterback. At least you kind of know what quarterback you're going to get, or have a, a, a you know. Short list of who you're going to get. Here Let me throw this out there: If Oakland doesn't hire Raider Vegas, Vegas, whatever the hell they are, they're freaking <laughs> Oakland Raiders to me. Yeah, uh, Seattle's still in the AFC in my brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they don't hire Antonio Pierce, he should be in conversations with some of these. Jobs. Oh, I think he will get. If, yeah. if, if I would agree because with that. if he's Davis been doesn't awesome. retain him, I think he will definitely get looks. He, he should. Has been he deserves to. Awesome, and I would hope we'd interview. Him, to be honest with you. He's been super impressive. He played here. Uh, anyway, I hope he gets that job in in, in Vegas. And so Staley was in in charges for three years. Three, three years. Okay. So he got fired. After. And he what is his background? Defense. He's a defensive guy. Defensive but, guy. But yeah, big a, analytics guy. Yeah, he was a linebackers guy and a defense coordinator um, for I think for the Bears. Mm-hmm. I want to say he was. Maybe he's just a linebacker's coach for the Bears. But, yeah, he's a defensive guy. You can weigh in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067. So, so you're Ben Johnson. Where's your, where are yeah. you going? Which job is most attractive if to you? If you're Ben Johnson. If you have the pick of the litter, which he, he basically he seems, seems like he does. He seems to be the sexiest name out there besides Harbaugh. Harbaugh's kind of sexy just because of what he's, he's sexy, done in college. But, and, yeah, see, that's the other thing. Harbaugh. Harbaugh's going to take one of these pieces. Mm-hmm. There's no way Harbaugh's going back to Michigan. It's I think he's gonna not like. I think he's gonna it be in the NFL. Seem like it. What if so? What maybe if he goes. What if Harbaugh just winds up at Alabama? What if Har- What if <laughs> no Alabama way. just says, "You know what? We're going for the big swing. Uh, Lou Saban, plug in Harbaugh." No, nah, it's not. I mean, work. it's just a thought. No, he's a Michigan guy. He ain't going to. He's Alabama. not. He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to go to the Chargers or the Raiders. I can't see Probably him going. Most likely. I can't see him going to any of those other spots. What about here? I don't see it. Why? Because. What if he's willing to work with the GM? I don't know. I don't know if he is. It seems like he would probably want a lot of power. I don't know if Josh Harris wants that sort of chaos in his first go around with why does his everybody first hire? Why I know everyone says he's chaotic. Like you get chaos. The guy from that we had Mike Valenti or whatever yeah. said he's chaos. Why is he chaos? I mean, if honestly, just, I just watch from afar. I don't quite. Know. I mean, I know he's got in trouble with the, some of the. 
the uh, the recruiting stuff. But yeah, recruiting the science. Well, science huh? I mean, so that's a great question. I just wonder why he's chaos. I I don't know. Was if he he's, chaos I don't know if he's when he was in San Fran? I don't know if he's chaos. He just didn't get along with the GM. I think he's a hard guy. I think he's a tough he guy might. to get along with. Like he comes in and probably just wants to do everything yeah, but that exactly be, his own way. That could be private between him. It could be. I mean, Bill probably wants to do things his way. Yeah. I mean, these guys are all like. Look, alpha. I would hire him just because you know you're going to win with him. Maybe so. I'm 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 overlooking. Feeling I'm looking o- overlooking the chaotic personality mm-hmm. if that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. you know you're going to win. Maybe maybe the media circus. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. I would say you know you know it's going to be a media circus if he's hired. Yeah, yeah. He's he's awkward. I don't know if he's chaotic. <laughs> I would, maybe awkward is the better word. But he's going to be somewhere. Belichick's going to be somewhere. Yep. All right. Carol Johnson's no. going to get a, a chair. Ben Johnson. Uh, Vrabel. I think Vrabel is going to be somewhere. McDonald. Yeah. So, gets so tilted when I don't mention. I like Mike this McDonald. Guy, McDonald. No, no, no. My th- it's just my thing is is that everyone everyone is just so high on on Slowick and and Johnson and and these are the next up and coming superstars for for your coach. And I said, well, you realize that a, a younger, sexier coordinator. Stuffed them in a locker and took their lunch money this year. His name's Mike fine. McDonald. Mike McDonald. <laughs> That's fine. I'm still. I'm still gonna err all the, on the side of an offensive all, coach. All, all that genius on the whiteboard that he's scribbling around for his play calling really got the, the Detroit Lions ten points. I like. <laughs> now you're forcing me to root against your guy, Mike. McDonald. I, I like Mike McDonald. It's gonna be a big flop wherever he winds up. I read a whole. CJ Stroud got sacked like eight times <laughs> but in look, week one. There's only eight spots mm-hmm. right now, and. If I had to put money on it, Harbaugh, Belichick, and Vrabel are going to have three. If All right, you but where's five. Vrabel going to go? I don't know. Where's the fit for Vrabel if it's not New England? If Mayo goes to New England, I do believe that's been that's been sort of in pencil for like three years. Yep. Yeah, like so, it seems like the fix is in for Mayo to yes, take the over. Fix is in. Let's just Maybe assume, take argument. Maybe, but yeah. for three, you didn't know Vrabel was going to be out of a job so, three right. years ago. I understand, but they seem to love him. So if Vrabel, I bet you they love Vrabel too. Okay, so you 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 just convinced he's going there. No, I'm not convinced. Give me an alternative. That's all. Atlanta seems like they're going to take Bill. And by the way, I don't know, maybe like, Vegas. Another name to throw in here yeah. is maybe Vegas. Maybe like, Vegas is the only one that makes sense. If you're the Chargers, why wouldn't you take a flyer on Pete Carroll? Like Pete Carroll's like the most energetic 72 year old on the planet. <laughs> he probably can coach at least three or four more years. All right, maybe, about, maybe you're right. Maybe like, Carroll's like, getting a job. I would guess some of these front offices are now intrigued by you know what Pete Carroll's available. Well, like let's at least kick the tires and see if we're interested. I guess my overall point is there's only eight jobs and there's m- way more than eight names. Right. Like there's a lot of names. Sure. Some of these guys aren't getting jobs. So you maybe, know, maybe Vrabel doesn't. And I think I Vrabel's would, excellent. I would be oh, surprised. I think Vrabel's. I think he's going to get a game. I'm just figuring where though. Yeah. I'm asking where. I mean maybe with the Raiders. Maybe he lands yeah. there. Maybe he lands with the Chargers. I feel like the Raiders are going to botch it if they don't hire. I could Pierce. see him going to the Chargers, but I, if Harbaugh's going to the NFL, I would say think the Harbaugh Chargers, goes to the Chargers. I would be the that would be the number would, one choice. Would you rather have Vrabel, Vrabel, or Pierce, Eric? Oh, Vrabel. Me. He, Eric's very high on both of them. <laughs> I like Pierce, man. There's something about Pierce. I like him. But I like Vrabel. I think, I think, I think Vrabel's excellent and proven. I think Pierce could be a good head coach. I, I like know. Pierce. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. First of all, where. Ben Johnson goes because he's the hottest right. name of the coordinators. I mean, why can't Mike McDonald get a job? I think he could get a he job. He very well could. What if, what he's if interviewing he... with the Titans. I know they've requested an interview with him. There you go. Big Anthony Weaver guy. Look, Carolina, <laughs> yeah. Carolina's got to hire someone, even though that's a disastrous owner. Yeah. Well, maybe 
but he, someone's going to – one of these coordinators, one of the hot coordinator names is going to go to I think your Carolina. Anthony Weaver is going to be the guy <laughs> stuck uh, when the musical chairs end without a chair. Maybe Vrabel ends up there. Possibility. Does he want to work for that psycho? I don't know. Well, we'll you, just, you, you, you give him to give you $50 million. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then you get says. then you get fired after 15 games. Yeah, and then you thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah, you say it's a great gig. Yeah, it's greatest gig you're ever. Playing Quail Hollow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every day. Yeah, you have a preferred tea time every <laughs> single day. I don't know. I think so. I if think, you had to put money on it, Belichick to Atlanta. That's I mean, what it just I seems think. like it seems like Adam Schefter he has tweets every. I think 10 Belichick to Atlanta, to Atlanta, Quinn to Seattle, Mayo to New England. Those are almost certainties in my brain. Harbaugh to the Chargers. Harbaugh to the Chargers That's makes half the, sense half to me. Or the Raiders. That's half the vacancies already filled right, right yeah. there. Now yeah. you're saying the commanders basically get their pick of the litter. No, yeah. I mean, it's just. They get all the Slowicks and Ben Johnsons they want. <laughs> to like from. musical chairs. And, and Mike McDonald's. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Mike McDonald goes to the commanders. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just going to throw that name out there. You're throwing a dog. Dude, I read a profile. Well, just because you know Harris lo- likes the way the, the Ravens work. Mm-hmm. All right, he's, yeah. not an, he's not an offensive guy, right. but I still think. Uh, I mean, I and, can and see it, that It kind of depends on who he hires as a GM, but I I wouldn't be surprised. I read a profile on him. He's super impressive. I wouldn't be surprised. Did he start like just like an intern watching tape for the yeah. Ravens as like a 20 or 21-year-old? Yeah, he's been in the organization since he was like 23 years was, old. Yeah. He was like coaching the freshman or JV team when he was like a senior in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when he yeah, was a genius. college. He's a boy genius. Yeah, he was still coaching. I think he had his own high school team. And then at some point, yeah, he started at one of those schools. I can't remember if it was Georgia or wherever the hell it was. It's like a, an like a grad, He was like a grad assistant or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He's a boy genius. Too bad he's on the wrong side of the football. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only chink in the armor. I'm big, I'm big Anthony Weaver guy. I think that's your. I think I that's a, pick, if Anthony Weaver walked right in here and gave me a Twinkie, I wouldn't know it was him. <laughs> well, he'd be probably six five, like yeah. two sixty. But I, I might would, know who he is. No, I might think it was uh, somebody else. <laughs> Some I, other silly pass rusher back yeah, in the day. I just don't know him. Don't you think by. End of business tomorrow, at the latest Saturday, commanders have announced their GM choice. Yes. Maybe by early next the week. Earliest, by the Monday. latest Monday. Say Monday. So you think it's going to be I think there's negotiations. Those things, you got, you got takes time. They don't just make announcements. you got to have I, I get that. How many guys have they interviewed? I think like there's five, four or five. Five at yeah. least. And Peters is one of them. He's yes. the top guy, according to... I believe you know, the, the uh, assistant everybody. from Philly, Halabi, is getting his interview today. I like that guy, too, but the blooms off them a little bit with the eagle swooning. Yeah, but he's, he's a silly analytics guy. We know Josh Harris likes that. He's yeah. a big fan. So was uh, Staley. That is true. That is true. He got run out I'm of I'm going to throw that in all the analytics guys' faces oh, really? forever. <laughs> okay. The good news is that there are a couple poo-poo jobs out there that these guys don't want, aren't going to want. They don't like want they ben don't Johnson want already turned Ben Johnson already turned down his hometown they don't team want in Carolina. Carolina. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, the Raiders, no and the Panthers are, are your bottom tier gigs, right. in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee, Carolina. Tennessee, Carolina, and I think the Raiders gigs kind of it's wallowing around what, in just that because, same spot. Just because of Davis. Yeah, you got a whack and the quarterback owner. situation. Like, yeah, you don't have. You know, I mean, you're dealing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, no you got a number one receiver and a really good running back. Yeah, and New England's probably not that great. Right. Besides organization structure. Right, that's why I think Chargers is probably number one if I was a candidate and I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You, you certainly want a quarterback already. 
If I'm Ben Johnson, I probably would no, go San Diego. No, I, whatever. The I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta might be more appealing than the Chargers. The division's suckier. I like Atlanta too. I think it's probably two. I would just You're rather look for a new quarterback. Got to have a quarterback yeah. though. I mean, it's unless fine. you promise me, you can but get Atlanta, Kirk Cousins. It's Atlanta's drafting in like eight or nine. It's, yeah, they're not going to get one of the top quarterbacks unless they trade up. Right. Maybe they gamble with a Penix, or get Jaden, or Russ, or Kirk, or trade for Fields. Yep, there's a lot of pieces out yeah, there. Fields will be lot traded. A lot of options. All right, when we come Can't back, wait. we're going to do EB's entertainment page. But right now, 10th caller at 800-636-1067. You're going to win two tickets to the Wizards game Saturday, January 20th against San Antonio. It's basketball day in the DMV, and the Wizards will be celebrating the importance of youth basketball throughout the night. For tickets and the complete Wizards sked, visit the Fan DC. Dot com slash events. So call right now. Caller 10 will win. In a little over 20 minutes, we'll give you the opportunity to win Chris Stapleton tickets. He is coming to Jiffy Lube Live this summer, Friday, June 7th. So keep listening for your chance to win. All right, before you get to the EP, I, I just want to give props to this kid. His name is Zach Turbyville. Okay. okay. Yep. Now, Zach Turbyville is a 19 year old kid. Uh, Went to the same high school that my daughters went to, Briar Woods. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman at James Madison. Okay. All right, 19. What's his deal? So over the Thanksgiving break, he was working at a uh, place called Snickers Gap. Now okay. it's a tree farm area. Snickers so pe- Gap. So people come and they buy Christmas trees. Okay. Right? They right. cut them down for you and they put yeah. them on your, tra- your right. car and they hook it up. Right. All right. And so there was a, a family from southeastern Virginia from like the Newport News area. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a little kid, I think he's eight, nine years old. He's there with his twin sister and, and his grandmother. All right, his grandmother was looking for a Christmas tree. Okay. So this kid, his name's Ethan Crispin. Ethan Crispin goes wandering off, mm-hmm. and he's walking on these boulders. Okay, see these boulders? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so this boulder right here, it's, okay. I don't know, it's got to be a, over 1,000 pounds. So it's, it falls on, he, it's, he, he slips and it falls on this kid, Ethan Crispin. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, his sister starts screaming. Yeah. All right. I, we need help, help, you mm-hmm. know. So this kid, Zach Turbyville, goes over with about four other people. Mm-hmm. They lift this. The kid's not breathing. Right. All right. He's dying. Yeah. They lift this boulder off of this kid. It's amazing. And he was so persistent because the other four people that were there first couldn't lift it. Yeah. So this kid gets there and he goes, we're going to get this effing boulder off this right. kid. Right. They lift this boulder off this kid. They met a vacuum. They save his life. This that's, is what this is what he. It's a great story. That's what he looked like when he was in the hospital. I mean that mm-hmm. that is an amazing like. I mean, you a boulder falls on a little kid, you just feel, feel like yeah. I mean, he's dead. Like there's no chance he's going to survive. I mean, how's he going to survive that? It's I mean, if there's nobody around, he's dead. Yeah. This kid's dead. Yeah. But this kid Zach Turbyville, um, and four or five other people oh, lifted, lifted the boulder hero. off of the kid and saved his life. Yeah, that's, I thought you were going to tell a story about him hitting like 10 threes or something. Yeah. Like, was, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, it's a story of uh, human no. triumph. That kid. Right. Maybe the kid shot, you know, had a hole in one yeah. or something. No, he's probably a good athlete. He looks like a good athlete. I think he played football there, but he right. uh, he saved that kid's life. Yeah, that's amazing. And now they're like best friends. He's like yeah. his big brother. That's very cool. Yeah, Zach Turbyville. I'm surprised I, that I didn't like, hit the news. I feel like a, a even bigger loser now. I haven't saved, I haven't saved anybody's life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, you, you sure big, I can lift a thousand pound boulder off somebody. That rock is. I mean, <laughs> that rock is huge. I don't even know how how they moved nah, it an inch. 
But they, they moved it. They got that superhuman strength to try to save somebody's life, they and moved they did. It, they Good moved it them. enough to so he could pull the kid out, and they medevaced him to a Nova Fairfax, mm-hmm. saved his life. Full-blown heroes. Good for them. Yep. That's a cool story. Just wanted to give him props. All, All right, right, now we're going to have, like, a Britney story, I'm sure, right. on the entertainment page. Well, that's a good story. That's, that's a great story. story. Yeah. EP brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Don't Sleep has all of your energy and performance needs covered. Get some right now at don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code JUNKIES. And remember, Don't Sleep makes you great. Maybe he had a few Don't Sleep Energy Drinks and helped them lift Something. them over. Yeah, he chugged a Don't Sleep. <laughs> yeah, he had extra energy. Yeah, that did and it. Put that, him over the edge. Move the rock. Good for him. Hmm. Uh, well, we're going to lead off with a uh, sad story. It's kind of uh, Michael Strahan announced today a, a Good Morning America that his 19-year-old daughter has a brain tumor, oh, had one, geez. and she uh, she had a procedure, I guess, to remove the mass October 27th. It's not the dreaded geoblastoma, but it's a medulloblastoma, a common malignant tumor that, tumor that arises in the cerebellum. She noticed it when she was a freshman at uh, the University of... Uh, Southern California, USC, mm-hmm. in like October. Um, she just having headaches? Or? I guess. Yeah, she started having headaches, nausea, couldn't walk straight. Mm. And then she started throwing up. When, throwing did, she, up when did she, when did they diagnose it? Uh, I, I don't know, but they had the procedure October 27th. So, you know what's amazing about that? You know, it, thoughts and, and Drabby, prayers for her. Drabby, you watch, Terrible you watch the Fox pregame stuff, right? When they're, yeah. Yeah. Bradshaw and Howie and all this. And just think about how happy he looks. He right? has yeah. to fake it, right? He's, right. He's, how happy he looks. He's laughing. He's high-fiving with Jimmy Johnson and yeah. Howie, and they're doing stupid skits and <laughs> breaking down games. And in the no, back of his mind, his daughter is battling. I, there's no way I could do that. No. Speaking of that. Probably a, good, speak, probably a good distraction yeah. for him. Maybe. I don't know how he kept his mind off of it. There is no worse content on television. I'm convinced of it. Than the little like fifteen to twenty second vignettes that they do, on usually Fox. with usually on Fox, usually with Kurt Menefee. Sometimes Gronk will do it. Oh yeah, where they're 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 teasing something and they have the world's worst jokes and yeah. it's. I see it and I wish my brain would explode. I as agree soon with as that. I see it. They're they're stupid. They're it's very awkward so and bad. Stupid. But I will say that and they hire these actors to those little skits where they make fun of players and yeah. teams and coaches. Those are sometimes those, are pretty funny. Those are fine. Yeah. But the ones where Kurt Menefee teases something or throws it back to the I look at it I and I say, "Who is who is greenlighting this content?" Yeah. This content's always bad. It's always terrible. I'd rather see another commercial than see one of those skits ever again in my life. You don't even know what I'm talking about because you're giving me the fog of war stare mm-hmm. over here. Thank you. So I know I'm not connecting with you. Uh, is 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 uh, Gronk doing the what are they calling the kick of destiny? I don't during know. the during the yes, Super Bowl halftime show, FanDuel bit. FanDuel bit. It's the FanDuel. Is that kick what he of, did last year? He did a bit last year, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's doing it this year again. He missed it. It's for. Did he toe bone it? <laughs> he's got to kick yeah. a 25 yard field goal during okay. a live third quarter commercial. And what break. happens? Like, if you have a FanDuel account, does everybody get hooked? Is that the is that the the angle. If he kicks it, consumers who placed a bet on the Super Bowl through FanDuel Sportsbook could win a share of ten million dollar prize. <laughs> okay, well that's that's a lot riding on his foot. It's a huge deal, and they're, and they're doing these commercials with him and uh, who? Oh, what's the actor's name who played um, the, the the black guy in Rocky, the original? What's that? Carl actor's? Weathers. Oh, Carl Weathers. Weathers. Okay, he played have you Apollo seen that Creed. Com- have you seen that? Yeah, played Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Apollo Creed is in this commercial. Good for him. With it's Gronk. FanDuel bucks. Yeah, Gronk's in the middle of the desert, and Carl Reed 
pulls up on a my, uh, motorcycle and picks him up and goes, what are you doing? We need to go kick. We got to go <laughs> practice kicking so you can make the kick of destiny. How would you so do? Weird. How would you do under pressure? Oh, I would shank 25 it. 25-yarder? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Remember we did that at the um, – what was that? We did a soccer thing at D.C. United, and I kicked the, the right. penalty kick over the goal, <laughs> and literally 25,000 people booed me. <laughs> I think I, said, I did oh, it, too. I've never been booed by more people. I think I did it, too. Wasn't it at the D.C. Armory? Didn't we do some at the D.C. Oh, Armory? No, that was an arena football Yeah, thing. we had to kick the, try and kick a field goal. And I those uprights that. are skinny. No, no, no. I'm talking about DC United oh, game. I didn't do that one. DC United game, I had to kick a penalty shot on <laughs> JP, and I sailed it over the goal. <laughs> right, there you and go. And 25,000 I mean, people booed The me. uprights <laughs> in an arena football game are like this wide. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to kick to. Yeah. Just think about all those kids on college game day, whatever campus they're going to. they got to kick the field goal. Yeah. The well, how yarder. would you do on this, Jason? For like 80 grand, and they shank it. Some right. of them, they kick it three yards and hit the person next to them. By the way, on a... <laughs> When they do the Dr. Pepper bit, mm-hmm. I feel like they should not be allowed to do they, – they should have to throw the football like an NFL yes. quarterback throws a football Total instead scam. of like yeah. rugby throw or, or this. Chess passes. Like, yeah, you got to be you got to throw that thing in there like with a spiral. No, they don't do that. It's hard. How would you do, do this? It. So we talked about Tiger did the uh, foreplay pod yesterday, okay? All right, whatever. The, the guys were out on the golf course. Tiger was doing something with TaylorMade. And they had all the pros out there, like Tommy Fleetwood, Colin Marikawa, whatever. And they carved aside 15 minutes for Tiger to do something with the foreplay guys because they have a deal with TaylorMade. Mm. And so they did a bit where Tiger met them. He was all he was dressed in his Sunday red and everything. Mm-hmm. He was still wearing the Nike stuff, by the way. Um, and then each guy, and they're like mediocre golfers, right? I think Frankie's pretty good. Riggs looks like he's maybe like a 10 or something. And then the other guy, Trent, I think he struggles to break 100, to be right. honest with you. So he's, probably he's, he's the cakes. Yeah, he's the cakes. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love to shoot like a plus 20. So <laughs> each of those guys had to hit balls in front of Tiger. Oh. And now all the cameras. And so Trent, the hack, the cakes, he went up there. <laughs> And he just kept kind of like he was barely t- duck hooking the ball. Yeah. He, was like, he was hitting worm burners. Yeah. Yeah. He was do- he did worse after Tiger gave him advice. Yeah, Tiger gave him a tip, and it just couldn't. Yeah, you know. but it's, that's kind of typical when people it, teach you new things. It's kind of yeah. It feels awkward. Yeah. And- um. And then and then Frankie, who's a good golfer, I didn't understand that. He said claimed he couldn't hit a five wood. He smoked two five woods. That was fine. And then Riggs claimed that he's having problems with the driver, and he had to hit driver in front of Tiger. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, it, could, how how would you do? Nothing more intimidating. Well, and then you. Tiger and uh, challenged him to a long drive contest because Tiger was doing a bit. You probably saw it went viral. I didn't see that. Where <laughs> where he said after he gave him a tip, uh-huh. he said, "All right, let's have a long drive contest." Riggs actually smoked. He one. smoked one, oh, did he? And then Tiger said, "Okay." And Tiger got his ball out of his pocket, teed it up, and then got on his knees and then and hit it past it. <laughs> no three hundred yards off, <laughs> off his knees. That's unbelievable. Yeah. How did he hit three hundred off his knees? I'm guessing, but you just look. Oh. It's a drill people do. Well, I told you. Did he hit it with his the, club or with his dong? Yeah, I think he hit it. Went far, it would have went farther if it was his dong. <laughs> he hit it with his I, I He probably used his dong to told, measure the drive. I told you the story, but my first year when I went out to Pebble Beach with my buddy Carl and Tom Mooney, mm-hmm. and we were sitting on the – and I had contacted Jim Nance's people oh, yeah, before yeah. we went out there, and he rolled up. We were on the, first, the golf cart. We were first hole on Spyglass. Yeah. And he rolled up on, in a golf cart. looked like a freaking Lexus. Right. And Hello, friends. Yes. And yeah. he goes, I want to see you guys hit the first ball off, off the tee on, on number one, Spyglass. And he's doing play-by-play play as I'm hitting. 
Right. In his soft voice, Most like he would nervous. be at the Masters. Yeah. Jason William Bishop? <laughs> yeah. And he's talking about, like, the leaders. He's making up leaders. What you know, did you do? I shanked it right. I got, <laughs> I got lucky to hit a tree and came back in the fairway. But, but I mean, Tom did Moody, you hit it 100 yards? I mean, I hit it over 200, but it was just a terrible shot. <laughs> but Mooney gets up there. Mooney's a 37 handicap. <laughs> 37. In his and, Crocs. And he gets up there, and he... he he hit it three ten with a nice it. with a five yard draw. Wow! <laughs> he's a he's you know what? Turn the yeah. lights on, Mooney yeah. Clutch. And he Moody said clutch. it. Mooney be yeah, Clutch yeah, for years. Be clutch. And be clutch. So Jim Nance. in the courtroom and on the uh, the team. I don't know that I, I might I might cave under that pressure too to have <laughs> yes, Jim, Nance. Jim Nance is sitting there with, yeah. with all my boys, yeah. including Tom Mooney, and he's doing play by play, and I shank it right, and then Mooney gets gets up there and look like a freaking uh, corn Did fairy Nancy player. Did Nancy Joan on you after your shot? Or was no, he just he did like his own play by play. He probably just slugged from his arm. His wine right. bottle yeah. and just say, like, look at that hack. Yeah, so uh, that's how I would do Silly. it in front of Tiger probably. Mm. <laughs> I barely did any stories. We could do something yeah. later if you want. But. It's all good. We can do – here's what we'll do. We'll do three things when we come back. All right. We'll do a little bit more EP. Okay. We will give you the latest tweet from J.P. Finley about Bill, Pel- Bill Belichick and Ooh, his good. possible involvement with the commanders. All right. And we'll also give away Chris Stapleton tickets. All right, good. So we'll squeeze a lot into the last segment. We'll be right back. At the end of the segment, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow Tour that stops at Jiffy Lube Live on June 7th. So keep listening, Rickies, like we've been telling you throughout the show. We also told you that J.P. Finley tweeted recently about Bill Belichick's departure from the Patriots, how it impacts the commander's search. This is right. at J.P. Finley NBCS 16 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. As Josh Harris and the commander's search team continue to work on the new operation, source tells me that Bill Belichick, now truly available, doesn't change things. He's not expected to be in commander's plans. See? From J.P. Finley. There you go. John Kime had a similar tweet. John Keim rarely goes hard with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he goes hard and says, trust me, it's not happening, like he tweeted a couple days ago, I believe him. And I'll, I'll, I believe I'll go to too. war with him. I believed it. I mean, Because I... he just doesn't go hard with stuff. Yeah, and John yeah. doesn't really care about breaking news. He just cares about being correct. And he just, you know, as soon as he started saying that, listen, guys, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it. He knows it's not a thing. Yeah. And it makes I, sense. I, I don't. I mean, who knows where Graziano got his uh, info from? I'm telling you, these outside people. Correct. Like Florio's, you know, just spiel, Florio. He could have just thrown I it out Flor- there. Mike, he's such a nice guy, but he just he he. Somebody described him as the Perez Hilton of pro pro football. <laughs> okay, talk, and that's right. kind of what he is. He's just a gossip guy that loves to ponder all these scenarios, mm-hmm. all these hypotheticals. <clears throat> hey, it's made for <laughs> made for a great living for him. He's crushing it. He's absolutely crushing destroying. It. But you can't like he literally just he just ponders everything mm-hmm. and he puts it on his site, uh, and I think people get carried away with it. Um, but yeah, I don't think Bill's coming here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think so either. I'm willing to pencil in. I'm in pencil. Bill to Atlanta, Mayo in New England, and what was the other one? Oh, Quinn in Seattle. I feel like those seems to make sense. almost make sense. higher themselves. I know that these odds are two days old. These this is also on JP Finley's feed from Bet Online AG. The odds for the next Commanders head coach mm-hmm. and these may have changed over the last two days. Ben Johnson at three to one. <laughs> these next two I don't understand. Well, that's why I disrespected Eric that. The enemy at six to one. That's completely wrong. And Harbaugh at six to one. Where is that from? Bet online AG, whatever oh. that is. I didn't want to. I almost retweeted that and said, "Come on, 
just because of the B enemy. They've got, they've got Valdez's guy, Anthony Weaver, 10 to 1. B enemy's chance. My guy. <laughs> I'm palating the table for Anthony Weaver. I mean, People should listen to him. chance of coaching here is 1,000 to 1. It should have hey, six you, and about 20 zeros behind it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know how you respect Kime for being a, a commander's insider and yeah. all the outside noise? I feel like you should do that with me when I'm telling you Anthony Weaver should be your guy. I respect your right. opinion. Right. I don't know. I have no file on Valdez, the guy. I know nothing. Valdez has had some pretty high-profile hits. He did tell me a few years ago that Isaiah likely was going to be a stud, and mm-hmm. look what happened. And he also was very early on the Keaton Mitchell hype train, like the earliest. Okay. So, All right, I mean, so here's. I'll, I'll I'm not your, saying he doesn't know his team I'll give fairly you ADs, well. Valdez. I'm trying. I'm trying to speak it into existence because I want the <laughs> Commanders to be good. I want Eric to but be why happy. Why do you like Weaver over McDonald? I think McDonald. I only know more about McDonald because I read about him. McDonald mm-hmm. is a uh, he's he's the the, the he's one B. He's you? the he's the boy genius person that I'm you know I'm not in love with. You don't think he's, he's the, an alpha? I don't necessarily. I know Anthony Weaver is much more of an alpha than McDonald is. Weaver's a former player. He relates to the players. I see him on the sideline with Weaver smacking uh, Justin Matabike's helmet all the time. Mm-hmm. The guy's going to war for him. He you know, was a he was a run game coordinator in the Ravens offense. He's a for, former player, former D lineman. The D line was one of the weaknesses on this defense, and he's in, and he's developed them into a, a strength. McDonald's got to get credit for some of that too. Uh, he does get credit, but <laughs> Weaver should get credit uh, for some of it. Uh, so I don't I don't know where you pulled that from, but I'm on odds checker. Okay, <laughs> way different and that, list. And this was posted three days ago. Okay, all right. Number one, well, Commander's next coach odds, mm-hmm. plus one seventy five. Mm-hmm. Please say Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald. That's the guy I said was going to be. He's the. Get he's the, currently the fave. Now, now they do have the enemy at five to one. So <laughs> these, these, these sites are crazy. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, Harbaugh six to one, Slowick fifteen to one. Better chance of me being hired. Yeah, and they have Belichick. Here. They had Belichick at three plus three twenty five. So that's not happening either. But they do have pretty. Close to even money odds on Mike McDonald. What about my guy, BJ? Ben Johnson, six to one, I said. Okay. Love him. I mean, you love, B, you love BJ. Love some BJ. I, I love me some BJ. I have an irrational love of BJ. I think a lot of guys do. <laughs> Valdez is awesome. He's trying to spe- speak the Anthony Weaver thing. Because he is. He wants the comp pick. He wants him to leave so he gets the third round pick for a minority oh. head coach being hired. Oh, is that what is he, that what is right. at the root of all this? Yeah. It's exactly what it is. That's why he's speechless a, right now. Drab's a conspiracy theorist. It's the same thing. He's another. We don't. You don't get a comp- compensatory pick if McDonald's hired because he's white. No. Right. Right. Zippy. Yeah. Right. Shea Whitey. It's the same reason why. No pick. David Coley a few years ago. Another one of these Anthony Weaver, like non-specialist, just a rah-rah guy. Right. That gets hired away. Oh, you think he's a big flop if Anthony oh, Weaver gets Anthony hired? Anthony Weaver wouldn't be on my gotta, list. Gotta hope he gets the Seahawks job. Oh, that would, <laughs> no, yeah. that would be uh, fantastic. I would, oh, I would kill. Jeez. I would kill for him to be the Seahawks' new head coach. Why? Then he might like him. Just to rub it in Drab's face. Nah, right. <clears throat> they, they win You're like going, You guys games. are going Quinn. You guys are going Quinn. I don't know that for sure. It how just come, seems like. How come Kellen Moore isn't on more lists? That'd be yeah, my you guy. know what? He probably has the stink of he Brandon wouldn't. Staley on him. Because he got, he got pushed out of Dallas. and He wasn't that great weren't. in Dallas. People hyped him up, but he wasn't that great. Now, that's my guy. Kellen Moore? Kellen Moore. The guy with the candy arm? <laughs> I think he's got a better arm than Ben Johnson. 
Who cares about their arm at this point? You care about? I, I, I mean, it, it just taints him to me. He's one of the most accurate co- passers in college I, football he, history. He throws a twenty mile an hour fastball. I don't get sized. <laughs> who cares? Are you got candy on? I just, I, listen, there's certain things I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like a Glenn on and Deuce Staley on Hard Knocks. He didn't like I the like shenanigans. There's too much shenanigans, <laughs> trash talking. It was planned up to the cameras. That was embarrassing. <laughs> didn't like it. They're on my um, food bar list. Back, Deuce Staley got fired, right? Where is I he? think he got thrown overboard in Carolina. Yeah, he, yeah. And if I were him, the next job I interview for, I, I would just say, I worked for a maniacal owner in David Tepper. Right. So you can go to any of these sites, and there's tons of names, and their numbers are all over the place. But is, is it, by the way, is Bienemy on anybody's short list? Like, are they interviewing him? Has he? Well, I saw that he was rumored to be on the Falcons list, and that was until Bill Belichick left the Patriots. Right. And they promptly kicked him off their list. Mm. I would think their list consists of one person at this point. Right. If Blank is heavily involved in the coaching search, which I'm guessing he would be, I mean, since he's the owner. There's going to be more stuff coming out today. I don't know if I'm physically capable of of another haymaker story. They've just been they've just been coming fast and furious like another, over the like, last like less than twenty four hours, like retirement or something. Or yeah, there's too, there's too much happening. Is there it's anybody overloaded. else that's on the the verge of being fired in the NFL? That that like I don't or, know. Are these is this pretty much? I think these the, are the openings. Like the, I think. This I mean, is with it. Eberflus was a big upset staying there in Chicago, right? Yes, yeah. that's a big upset. I guarantee ownership said you can stay, but your other guy's got to go. <laughs> right. And he said, okay, I'll fire everybody else and look out for numero uno. What's going to happen? Who, who? Dennis Allen's staying in New Orleans. Yeah. Right? He would have been let go I already. still find it funny that Jameis Winston told S- Dennis Allen. Sirianni could be the next, I guess. There's a possibility. Okay. Sirianni. If they lose. He could get fired? Yes. I also saw. Uh, That's crazy. I also saw Todd Bowles well, possibly. Be- yeah. Dude, that's if they crazy. That's kind of crazy. If they lost well, to the Bucks, Ross Tuck, yeah, Ross Tucker was just talking about it. if they get embarrassed uh, in Tampa. Well, so clearly something's going on there, but you can't fire Sirianni after his one disappointing season. It's not even. That, I mean, it's been disappointing finish, but yeah. they're going to the playoffs. They He's get on a swoon le- down the end, down toward the end. Huh? Yeah, they no, had a real swoon. I understand, but I mean, he he doesn't he hasn't earned that. The defense has been really bad. Was it Doug? They they fired Doug Peterson two years after he won <clears> the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, Lori Lori doesn't care. I'm just trying to think of these other names of our other teams. I don't think any of these other teams are going to fire their. Coaches. I would hire Sirianni if he becomes available. He would he would he would vault to. The- would you rather have Sirianni or uh, Vrabel? Maybe Sirianni. Oh, now look at he's got the look. <laughs> he's got that look. I've been impressed by that, dude. <laughs> All right, we're going to hook up caller number 10 right now at 800-636-1067. What are you going to win, you ask? You're going to get two tickets to Chris Stapleton's All-American Road Show. It's Friday, June 7th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For ticks and more event information, mm. go to thefandc.com slash events. Those tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. Mm. All right, no more bombshells today. The my my system can't handle it. What if, what if With, between the Carroll Saban now Belichick? What if slow down a little what bit? What if Alabama announces they hired Mike Loxley? <laughs> well, that would be a, that, that would, would be a bombshell. That bomb would be shell. quite the bombshell. Bombshell. He a turp. He is turp. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. B. Mitch and Finley. He's Tiger on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 